He doesn't like you. Sorry. I don't like you either. You don't even know me. You know what? That's fair. I'm Pignose, and this is my brother-in-law, Scott. He's visiting from Hoth. I don't know why they call it Hoth. We should call it Cold. Okay, settle down. I'm up after the band. Thank you, we're the Cantina Band. If you have any requests, shout them out. Play that same song. All right, same song. Here we go. Episode 115. Catherine revved up the microwave, but I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Move your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Morrison said everything would make sense by the end of issue seven. Did I get the same issue seven as everyone else? And now, here are your hosts, Brad, Frank, and Bill. So I took that one down, and then I passed that around, and then that left 38 beers on the wall. You screwed it That's up, a lot of beers, you? man. <laughs> you forgot the word bottles. Hmm? Bottles well, it could be beer. bottles. be beer. So how long did it take you to get from 100 to 38? Well, um, first I started off with 99 bottles of beer on the wall. How big were they? Were they 40s? We're talking, no, we're talking about the 12 ounce, though they do have the new 12.5 ounce, I guess, for more. What I'm ready. Is it really a 12.5 ounce? Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's that's the uh, the point. It's the extra half ounce. The overconsumption (laughs) of America is what it is. Oh, wait, no, wait, no. It was 11.5 ounce. Oh, okay. Uh, That makes even less sense. Well, if it was 12.5, then. What it meant was you could have a full twelve or maybe ounces maybe I it backwash, leave the half ounce in there. That's backwash. That's not bad. But the eleven point five ounce, I don't get. And they've oh, also wow. got like seven ounce bottles. Yeah, I well, like the seven ounce, ounce bottles because the, you can drink it faster and it stays colder. I was going to say that the, the is ladies, a very good idea. The that ladies is why like the seven colder. ounce uh, yeah. Coronas, the Coronitas. Uh, now, if you're out there on a golf course, uh, they make those eight ounce uh, little Coors Lights and stuff, mm-hmm. which are otherwise revolting. But the nice thing, you know, as Frank said, uh, an eight ounce beer on a golf course, you can throw it down, and you have three of those instead of two regular size beers, and they never get flat and they never get hot. Exactly, and, and you that, can do it that if you thing. wanted to. Now, what I'm waiting for is I'm waiting for the, the Capri Sun uh, style beers with the uh, the little pouch, you <laughs> know, pouch and you got a little straw, straw, you little punch the straw. But if you punch it just, too far, it goes through yeah, the backside. I know, I know. And then you're just gonna have to shotgun. And then, and then you're venting. Have you ever blown into this Capri Sun bag and then uh, fill it with air and then it, and then, and then it, it like comes back up. Force it. Right. Ashley's here. Wow. Ashley's here. Force feeds the the Capri Sun back and down your throat. I used That's to do awesome. that to my nephew and nieces. I used to go, "Hey, this is cool. Blow real hard into it." And they blow, and then they come back, and they. Just... <laughs> I mean, I did that well into my uh, late twenties. <laughs> I've ruined another white T-shirt. <laughs> Thanks to you and your red. Flavor Capri Sun. What do you tell me? You uh, can't fruit hear? punch flavor. Whatever. Yeah, That's just sugar and red. It's not going to be long before it gets to the point where it's just it's it's red flavor and it's blue flavor. It's going to be the the nineteen eighty fouring of America, where we're trying to we're trying to you know eliminate words in the English language and concepts and you know eventually we're going to get you know the the concept I think of Obama's America is to uh, is to reduce the uh, dictionary to one word. Really. 
or that might have been George Bush's if he'd stayed in office. I don't know. I like the it way really I like matter. the way you switch parties there to kind of make sure everyone. It's because is it doesn't. It's oh, because well. it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's because the parties don't matter. What was the name yeah. of that movie with uh, Tim Robbins and Val Kilmer where they went to Mars? Um, Red Planet. Was it Red Planet? In that movie, oh, they, um, uh, they had square... Or, or it was Mission to Mars, one of the two. They had square, because it, it took place in the future, the not-too-distant future. Yes. Everyone there drank square beer cans, or bottles, like the Capri Sun. Okay. It's hip to be square. Yeah. Beanie, beanie, Actually, it was more rectangular. Wow. Damn, I love Huey Lewis. Beat that up. That was... All I have to do songs. Those are my... That is... Probably my favorite Huey Lewis song. I don't know why. I just, that just makes me happy. They are I'm they just, are hip to be square. I can't they? really come up with a favorite Huey Lewis song, and that's not too uh, down. I on actually Huey Lewis. think it's "I Want a New Drug." Okay, I like that song okay. a lot. Of course, you know Ray Parker, Steve, Ray Parker Jr. would have a right and had an issue with that because sounded like Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, well, he, yeah. He thought Huey Lewis stole stole well, that. But you know, line. you've got eight notes in music, and so what uh, what melody line did Ray Parker Jr. steal Ghostbusters more notes from? Than eight. In, in music, I realize there are permutations and half notes, and and you can you know go flat and sharp and you know stuff like that. What was the name okay. of yeah. that um, uh, George Harrison song? Hmm, I'm trying to remember. He got sued over it by the. Um, Is that the the Dalai Lama song? Yeah. What was that? Song? Hare Krishna. I don't know. Okay. I think what it was, was my was sweet it? lord. My, it's my sweet lord. Yeah, and he got married. Ooh, I, I think now I, I want to find out. My sweet lord. Episode 150. I like how you always call me out on that. It's, <laughs> it's like, I think I just said that, Frank. I, you know, I don't have any other content to provide to the show, so you know, we'll go with that. My how about sponsor, some content, though? Some real content. Lord. This episode is sponsored by lord. InStockTrades.com. Fantastic. Soon. I'm going to pull Frank's mic down. InStock Trades, up to 37% off, no shipping on orders over $50. On Frank's behalf, I'd like to thank InStock Trades for sponsoring us and doing what they do so we can do what we do. The number one uh, seller this week is Superman Superman Brainiac (laughs) Hardcover uh, by Johns and Frank. I'll bet that's pretty good. Not our Frank, but Gary Frank. Yes. Uh, Not David Frank's. Sticker price, $20. You can get it for $12.59. Through in stock trades, Starman Omnibus Volume Two hardcover is okay. out. Fifty dollar book for thirty one dollars oh. and forty nine cents. And All Star uh, Superman Volume Two hardcover. Yes. Yeah, the one that you really love. Right. Love yeah. Twenty dollar book, All Star Superman Volume Two hardcover. Grant Morrison, Frank Quitely. You can get it for ten dollars and fifty nine. I cents. need to get that. We need to. We need to pitch someone, in on a uh, uh-huh. an in stock trade. Yes, we do. Yeah. Instocktrades.com. I'm sure I can find something besides All Star Superman needs. I, really I think I'm like, gonna have to switch headphones. I would really like to get. Are they are they boring under your skull? No, it's just that I hear myself okay. through the headphones, and I also hear myself inside my head. It's like I'm inside yes. my own head talking because these are noise, noise canceling. Yes, noise canceling, and they've gone are kind of all are, the way hard to deal with. What's that, Frank? Yeah, you want to? Uh, <laughs> you can have these. If you no, want. I'll, see, I'll I got a pearl. I got a pearl right here. Oh, okay, cool. Right we'll switch them out. Okay, I will. Groovy. While, while, um, yeah, I'm still trying to get used to my sound canceling headphones. By the way, you were talking about uh, Frank. Um, you're talking about uh, Gary uh, Frank. Gary Frank, right? Yeah, uh, I ran into uh, someone uh, last night. This is going to be uh, not very useful to the listeners. Did out you hurt there. him? Um, no, but uh, is it painful? No, the uh, the lead in uh, Around the World in 80 Days, which I went and saw last night, Sash's play. Oh, how was it? Uh, was it good? The, uh, the lead uh, character uh, Phileas Fogg. 
Um, he uh, knows, boring. That's not nice, computer lady. I know, Heather. Quiet. Um, he asked me. So you know, so you're in the TV business. Um, you know, I realize TV business. You know, it's a big business, and we're in Dallas and all that. But I'm just gonna throw a name out and see if you know him. Do you know David Franks? And at that point, I pretty much just spit take all over him. I don't I said, know who yes, that is. Yes, I know David Franks. I know David Franks quite well. You do, right, Brad? Of course. Okay. I'm, okay, I'm about now to say, I can't hear. And I told him. Um, it's because I'm not. I said, in. "God bless uh, Dave Franks." I said, yeah. "My um, David Franks." I said, "My nickname for David Franks is Ready One Take Five. <laughs> and he couldn't help but chuckle at that. David Franks. Uh, I said, "Yeah, ballpark." And he goes, "He just gives me a look." And I go, <laughs> "You're going to have to explain these." Okay. He, well, he just looks at me like, "Huh?" And I go, "Ballpark." Plumps when you cook them? Right. Let's <laughs> go on. It's Dave Franks. I hope man. Dave Frank doesn't doesn't listen to this program. So what's uh, what's Dave Frank's story? Mm-hmm. He um he's he a nice a, guy. He was at Westcott for a long time. Right. And uh, he Westcott was, was a company we all worked yeah, for. He was a place. director, and uh, as a side job, he also did the voice of Barney when Barney went and made appearances. Oh, okay. Places. He stood so behind. was he in he the was, suit or was he, he, he was the man behind the curtain? Oh, the okay. Microphone. Y'all. He was the great and powerful wizard. He was a uh, a good guy. And a good director. Um, I think he was a little not dyslexic. As, not as good as me. What, what was the uh, take five? What was the um, plumps when you when you cook them? His reference. last name is Franks. Ballpark. Franks. Oh, okay. Ballpark. I can't. So we he, called him Ballpark. Gotcha. Yeah, and and I just I cannot conceive of me how that joke is hard to pick up on. But you're you have you to know, know his last name. Well, it's, yeah. Well, but yeah. I just said David Franks, and then I said Ballpark. Well, and Frank's then people not, look at me like Frank's what? not familiar with. I am. I don't think oh. I've ever had anyone call me Ballpark, and my first name's Frank. Not Frank. Well, well a, okay. All right, Ballpark. Um, <laughs> I guess I could be Ballpark it. now. Now you have just acquired your new nickname. Wow. That'll be better than, Way to go, than BP. Uh, jerk face. Way to go, BP. I don't mean batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, time hey, Batting practice. Get over here. <laughs> time check. <laughs> hey, checkmate. Batting practice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, backwash. That's, that's how the cupcake. Yeah, it's well, it's much better than you giving yourself a nickname. So uh, I, yeah, it's, I it's like part of, part of our job. I like batting practice. And here comes Sage with the shoe. At least Thank he has for pants the shoe, on this sir. time. I do appreciate that. Are you too. sick, Professor? A little sick. Yeah, you sound sick. She's Are got a contagious? cold. I've got allergies. Hey, Sage. <laughs> That is not nice, young man. Sage, Sage just did a little windmill just, action with his hand. He just gave the professor a left hook. Yeah, he's uh, he's practicing his uh, roundhouses. Well, I don't do what he wants. I... What is that? Yeah, right he's blackberry. Blackberry. You like blackberry, Sage? Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> Usually wants to talk, but now he doesn't. He's feeling a bit recalcitrant right now. Sage, yes. what was for breakfast? Did you have pancakes? Sage, use your British accent. It sounds funnier that way. <laughs> Sage is now getting tickled what? by Brad's microphone. For those of you in the listening audience. Pancakes. Oh, he does like pancakes. Did you eat pancakes? Bites. What? Huh? Bites? Bites. Bites? Uh, I don't even get that. Oh, bites pancakes. 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 Okay. All right, that's a ballpark. That's we a, need to uh, we need to get to the the phone, the meat. He basically lives on nothing but pancakes. We need to get to the meat of the chocolate. You know, we're we're about and beer. twelve minutes in. Are we? <laughs> we Poor have Sean. A, this the, the long distance charges are killing are you, Sean right now. No, it's Skype. Are you still there, Sean? 
<laughs> yeah, I would have hung I'm up. Sorry, we, we just to spite. <laughs> we probably should have put your mic up on like 12 minutes ago. So no, our apologies no, for that. No. Do we have to this get a bunch of important? This isn't Sean Pryor show. We had to get a bunch of important housekeeping yeah, out of the way. Yeah, we did. We had to talk to the kids, <laughs> and we had to yes. do this and that. Sean Pryor from PKD Media. PKDmedia.com. Yes, Sean, 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 Sean. Yes, yeah, so I always know it's uh, never Pryor's place. It's HHW all the time. So. <laughs> Open invitation. You're always welcome. When Bill McGonnell gets his secret podcast up and running, then you can I know. you can be on his show. I know. Well, we've uh, <laughs> yeah we've 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 been in cahoots. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, brother's just, just been just, a, been a little too busy to try to, to try to get that going. It's, it's hard. Everything else. It is. It's hard to uh, it's hard to work that stuff in when you already don't have enough time to do anything else. All right, Sean, so why are you here? What are we talking about? Um, we are going to uh, talk about today um, a comic book that is uh, now currently available uh, for pre-order on DCBService.com and HeroesCorner.com called PKD Media Presents Number 1. It is the um, our latest comic book. It continues the adventures of Mercury and the Murd, um, as some of you may or may not know. Uh, we had a comic book that was released on... Um, DCBService.com and HeroesCorner.com called Mercury and the Murder, the Collected Edition, uh, which uh, showed the world the um, premiere of our two favorite uh, buddy cops, uh, buddy cops as they solve bizarre crimes. <laughs> so what we decided to do is is to bring back Mercury and the Murder, but um, this time he's got some friends along with him, with them, and um, with a PKD Media Presents Number One. Not only do you get a big Mercury and the Murder story. Uh, you also receive five other titles in in said book as well. How it's big is this book? Excellent. About a hundred plus pages. Nice. Wow. Yes, a hundred a hundred plus pages with uh, with Mercury and the Murd and Exo One, the Rock Solid Steel Bots, Agents of Cult, which feature Brad and Frank, yeah. uh, Al- uh, Alpha Simeon, the um, mobile mobile activated terrestrial tracker known as Matt, and uh, the um, <laughs> my, my favorite title, Black's Danger in Space. So uh, yes, six, six six titles, one book, um, hundred plus pages, one low price. Hey, Black's um, danger in space. <laughs> so maybe for for new listeners, uh, tell us just uh, just you know how do you pitch PKD Media? What is PKD Media? Uh, PKD Media is a prior knowledge digital media. Um, came up with that. I did not know that. Couple- a couple years ago, yeah. Um, I, I am an acronym freak, so <laughs> I figured that um, if I could take, because originally when we were putting these books together, you know, they were printed digitally per se. So I figured, well, hey, you know, prior knowledge, digital media. I'm like, okay, that works well. Uh, but you know, but not only do we have items in print, um, pretty soon the, the revamped website will be up at the end of this month, no later than the beginning of April. And um, prior have, knowledge, like, digital media. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate it. Wow, Heather. <laughs> uh, but we very multisyllabic there. An actual website, an actual official website that goes along with our company, uh, hence making it digital, per se. So, um, yes, there you go. Oh, that works. PKD so, Media. Very succinct. <laughs> and yet thrilling. And so what I'm most excited about, obviously, is the debut of Agents of Cult. Yes. Oh, yes. And, and thank, oh, thank you for including Brad and yeah, myself that in that. That's very, that's very, very fl- generous of you to do, and uh, flattering, if I may say so myself. I still don't <laughs> know why people listen to this show because we're just a bunch of jerks. But um, <laughs> Sean uh, writes theme songs for all these comics, and he sent us the Agents of Cult theme songs. So I'm going to play it. 
Do it. Here we go. Let's light this candle. I love that hit. Yeah, it's awesome, isn't it? Yes. All <laughs> all, uh, all theme songs need a hit. It's sweet. <laughs> You're clearly a John Carpenter uh, fan, I'm guessing. You know what? <laughs> either that or that's a, awesome, baby. Either that or a Millie Vanilli fan. Okay. Is that hit right there? Jeez. Straight out of Millie Vanilli song. Oh, dude! Everybody used that hit <laughs> back in the '80s and early '90s. Yeah. Oh, everybody used. It. I think dude. it was a buy for one I'm when in you love got with that you, hit. Girl. Yeah, being around in the '80s and '90s, you, I can uh, I can verify that. I'm in that. love with you, girl, because you're on my mind. You're the one I think about most every time. Isn't that right? Wow, I'd like to steer this <laughs> yeah, back sure. onto the road. It's very cool. It's very cool. So, Sean, how do you compose it, or what goes uh, through your mind when you're composing? Well, um, what goes through my mind is that when um, I was thinking about, you know, the Agents of Cult, I was thinking about um, old school GI Joe that we used to watch as kids in the '80s. Wow! And all the all the various types of variations of the theme song on on the GI Joe theme song, because there were two or three back in the um, back in the late '80s, early '90s, and when um, DIC. Um, got the animated Joe property from uh, Sumbo slash Marvel. They Beep. changed up the theme song. <laughs> yes, mm. they, they changed up the theme song. They made it, you know, much more up tempo and you know, much much more up tempo. So I said, you know what? Let me take, uh, let me play on that variation of the Joe theme and um, see and see what I can get out of it. So what I did is I have a program called Apple Soundtrack, and I have a uh, what I like to call the box of beats. And, uh, you know, all types of different types of beats, all different types of musical genres, all different types of instruments. And I just start, you know, piecing things together like, okay, this is the bass line we're going to use. This is the synthesizer we're going to use. Um, let's see if we can incorporate strings right here. Um, you know, let's see if, uh, you know, that, if the 808 sounds cor- correct or if the, dr- you know, if the drums are if everything's syncing up. And, uh, you know, I just play with it. And then I, you know, decide on the actual length of the song because I also look at it like a television theme. You don't want a television theme to last more than, you know, a minute to a minute, 30 seconds. So, um, that's, that, that's how, that's how I go about it. Do you envision like certain action scenes? Like you compared it to a TV theme and you know how TV themes, they always have the stills or scenes from the show and stuff. Are you picturing that when you're composing? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I am. I, I literally have opening credits in my head. <laughs> um, you know, say say for instance, like when the when the music's starting up and you hear that, you know, the bass line in the beginning. You know, I envision you seeing the agents of Colt headquarters, and then like when the when and then when the hit happens, it zooms into the headquarters and you see Commander Brad Milo and Agent Frank Rencon with Agents Is and Stace about to go on a mission and hop in their uh, Colt carrier and take off to adventure. <laughs> so. Oh yeah, like I said, all this stuff is just sitting in my in, in my in my mind, and it really helps in the overall creation process of the theme music and of the comic book too. You have a vast mind. So, <laughs> for the uh, for the Mercury and the Murd fans that are familiar with your uh, with that title, mm-hmm. the um, the collected edition had the first four issues of the book, first yes. four chapters, if you want to call them, and then what happened to your computer? Did it freeze on you? My computer needs to get its registry cleaned. Mm. So, or have an enema. One the, or two. <laughs> the uh, PKD Media Presents is the continuation of that. Yes. Okay. So, at one point you were you were calling it issue five, but yeah, mm-hmm. yes. But and, it, oh, all we need to know now is that it's the continuation of those first four issues. Yeah. Um. The the reason why we decided to just um make a PKD Media Presents instead of Mercury and the Murder Issue 5 is because in my head I had 
all these ideas for other comics that I wanted to do. And to print all these books separately is very expensive. To produce all these books separately is very expensive. So I figured, you know what? Let's make Mercury and the Murder the flagship of PKD Media Presents. So they'll have the first story always. They're the, you know, they're the flagship. They're the franchise. We'll put them in the front, and then all the other titles will follow after them. Kind of like back in the day in the 80s when you had Marvel Comics Presents uh, featuring Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Except, yeah. Mm-hmm. except that we're going to do our best to make sure that the book continues to be great. Um, issue after issue. <laughs> well, it's like the old, yeah, it's uh, like Mark because Marvel gave up. <laughs> well, it's like my, I mean, my favorite comics of all time were the uh, those seventies uh, Justice Leagues. You know, the the huge one hundred pages for sixty cents, oh, and yeah. you'd get the Justice League, to, you know, story, and then you'd have like four other, you know, four other stories in the back of it with, you know, it's an adventure of the Golden Age Sandman, and uh, here's Starman, and here's you know Eclipso, and you know, you just have all those cool little uh, those those cool little backstories that really fleshed out that one hundred pages. Hey oh, yeah. Sean, the uh, I'd like to salute you, sir, for that. Thank, thank you <laughs> for the callback. I can't remember the names of these uh, new distributors, but there are some smaller, newer distributors springing up. Uh, you know, in uh, to kind of fill the gap where Diamond is, you know, dropping the ball. I guess you could say. Yeah, in fact, okay. you, you want to touch on touch on that? I mean, you you want to briefly tell us about your because you were trying to distribute this in Diamond, but they said no. So you've right. obviously come up with a plan, a, a, a plan, a backup plan. Right. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, you know what I do right now is is that I you know work in conjunction with DCBService.com and HeroesCorner.com because they are very friendly, uh, easy to work with, and they want to see you know our books get out there to the public. And uh, not only that, but um. You know, there's a um, distribution uh, distribution hub from a Kablam called Comics Monkey, where uh, they will I take like that. Uh, yeah, they'll take comic books that are on IndiePlanet.com, put them in a catalog, and give that catalog to comic book stores, so comic book stores can order books. Then you know, Kablam can print them and ship them directly to the comic said comic book store. Uh, there is also um, oh, it's very outstanding. Yes, uh, there's also the um, the digital the digital side where you have um, Websites like Iverse, uh, uh, who uh, have digital comics that you can put on your iPhone, and what they do is is that um, you know they uh, cut cut your you know cut your comic book down into um, a certain set resolution for every panel, and then you can just constantly use your iPhone or I want to say an Android phone and just slide panel to panel and read your comic book on your cell phone. Yeah, actually, it is so you Android. Can, you can use it on Android. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay, and so they have, um, there's Iverse, there's also a company called Robot Comics, which used to be called Android Comics, but I think they got into like some type of copyright issue because there's an Android phone, so um, now they're called Robot Comics. So there are, and there's also Haven Distribution, who's kind of like a, you know, small-time distribution hub, but they're trying to grow, they're picking up a lot of independent uh, publishers, and they're really trying to make that push as an alternative to Diamond as well. So there are always are ways to get your books out there. And once our website is up um, in late March, early April, we're going to start the process to build a store so we can have our books available in our store as well. So there are venues to get your stuff out there, but at the same time, you know, you have to submit a comic to Iverse. You have to submit a comic to Robot Comics. With Comics Monkey, I can say, hey, I got this book, you know. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. We'll put it in the catalog, and we'll make sure that the comic book stores look at it. So, uh, <laughs> what are some That's of your the, digital? Uh, your digital. I'm uploading digitally uploading <laughs> something right now. <laughs> I thought that was his modem. So, how does the uh, how does the book compare to the digital version of the book? Which is selling better? 
Um, now, as, uh, now there, are, there are also, I'm sorry, I forgot. There's also the other, as far as digital, other side of digital comics, your P- PDF or uh, CBR or CBZ format, which you can look at on your computer. Um, there's also like a, a, a comic book store, an internet comic book store called DriveThroughComics.com, and there are a bunch of um, digital comic book stores popping up where you can buy digital copies, you know, legal digital copies of comic books. And once they um, you know, find a nice suitable method for you to look at your comic book on your uh, on your PC screen. You know, everything's set. If you look at if you read a comic book in CBR or CBZ format, it looks great. PDF is a little bit different because you constantly have to adjust your screen over and over again yeah. to get everything. But in the CBC or CBZ or CBR format on a computer, it looks great. So, so Sean, yes. Um, how uh, unfortunately, you know, like everything else, we're going to transition to a digital uh, medium eventually. You know, they'll they'll just like the Seattle Post Intelligencer, they'll just stop printing the damn thing and it'll be online. Beep that out, Brad. Sorry, it's I won't okay. say it again. No um, uh, but uh, you know, we're eventually going to get to the point where your your comics are delivered to you via computer instead of by your comic book shop. So. The comics are going to be, you know, basically with ways. I mean, are you supposed to uh, buy a tablet and then be able to see the comic book page, you know, the way it's intended? Or are people going to have to start formatting their comics in like a, a you know, landscape format? You you will actually, first off, that, that, that digital download sound yeah. effect. Yeah, it's reminding it's, me of bad, it's, it's reminding not, me of bad episodes of Jason of Star uh-huh. Command. So <laughs> Brad's uh, Brad is about to have an aneurysm. Over Brad here, is, so, is uh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Brad is about to lose it. Oh, uh, that's awesome. No, you know what? You can it, it, for for that perspective as far as the layout, you'll be able to have it both ways. There will be people that will create quote unquote widescreen comics, and there will be people that will also still have comics in the standard format. Okay. Um, the, the nice thing about digital comics is that there is no standard format. I, you know, you can literally have it any way you want. Think about it with uh, Zuda that DC Comics has. They have a specific style, specific style of layout that's you know that's you know pretty much uh, theirs. But um, yeah, yeah, there's all types of layouts, formats, and Brad is cracking me up right now. Sorry, every time you mention an acronym or the word computer or digital, I'd be like, and I'm just, it just. I'm, I don't know why I was cracking myself. Uh, we we got to put the photos up because Brad is beat red and he is laughing to himself so hard. Yes, I, I am an acronym king, man. I can't help it. I, I, I love. That's them. great. What's your favorite acronym? My favorite acronym. Yeah! Has to be, uh, wait, wait. What? 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 <laughs> That's the level of questions we're coming up with for this interview. What's your favorite acronym? Well, I said it was. I don't see why that's not a really important and relevant question. In this situation, football. <laughs> What's that? What was that? In this situ- in this situation, foobar. Okay, yeah, back. fair enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everything's normal, boys. You should know when you should know when you come on this show what you're getting yourself into. Oh, of course. Every time, that's why I love it. So There's much. some measure of tomfoolery going on here that uh, you need to be aware of. So. Yeah. Almost definitely, it's I'm good. Just, you I'm, know, it's it's we're we're kind of in in like the uh, the wild west age of the digital format. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for the noise. Um, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Mostly because, um, Poor just like you described, what's the format going to be? What's the medium going to be? I mean, Amazon has this Kindle, or they came out with Kindle 2 recently. Well, it's, it's after and, the Barbie doll when they came out with the Kindle. Oh. <laughs> That's good. I had, I had to get one for Zoe for her birthday because 
she ripped the arms out of all her Ken dolls. Uh-oh. It's pretty sad. But it it's and there's these <laughs> there's these uh, PC tablets that are coming out that are um you know they're kind of more book shaped mm-hmm. in the screen. Yes. But it's, it it's but Zuda has their own format. It's it's just kind of interesting to see where we're headed with. With well, and we format. talked about you know the uh, we talked with uh, Lisa uh, an, ep- an issue or episode uh, back um, about she was talking about the uh, getting comics over her iPhone, and my first thought was that's interesting, but the iPhone is still like you know about the size of a pack of cards, and so how can you really truly She's enjoy about- a comic book experience? So I'm sure they're doing she that. Talking about the Google Android phone. Yeah, I think she's. She yeah, may, I'm it, sorry. She may it, have had the G1 or it whatever. It is it was. Okay. about the same size as an iPhone. I watched a YouTube video okay. on it, and uh, it. I mean, it looks. You know. It's I mean, it looks like, cool. It's just. It's just so small. I mean, yeah. literally, if you could download it to a, you know, to a, a, a 16 million color bit Kindle kind of thing. You know, then maybe that's it. I mean, like I said, if you had like a tablet PC, you know, then maybe that would be pretty doable because a tablet PC is going to be roughly the size of a sheet of paper. You know. Right. But yeah, uh, I don't think I'd want to read comics. That's why I don't like digest size books. Yeah. Because they're short. They're smaller than than normal, and I'm yeah, too old to. It's focus really cool to that small. jam something like that in your back pocket, but um, I, I've got a couple of those for uh, Zoe. Some Teen Titans Go, a little those little mini digests, and yes, they're uh, they're difficult to read. Yeah, I so. uh, I guess I'm the exception that I don't mind them. I really like them. I love that size. The I love the size. concept of it, but the the actual literal reading of said comic uh, is is slightly more problematic. And well, it depends on the type of artwork too. And, and I'm I'm sorry, you know, jumping any time zone, but it's okay. it's it's like something like I think my my first the the first time I ever experienced a good digest was um. It was that uh, Marvel title. Oh, it's going to escape me. It's about the female Spider-Man. It's not Spider-Girl. It's... Uh, Ar- Ar- Arania? Arania, uh, that's it. And the artwork really lent, lent itself to that because it wasn't real detailed. It was just this, these, these broad lines and, and these big scenes, and it was easy to read that way. But if you took something like Jim Lee and put it in that size, it wouldn't work. <laughs> right. Well, see, but that's, that's going to be the nice thing about, you know, once... Uh, once p- tablet PCs and Kindles are really affordable to the general public, because still a tablet PC on average will cost you about a thousand seven hundred bucks. Yeah. So once they get down to a more reasonable price, see this won't be an issue, and then you'll be able to have comic books in all different really? types of layouts for your PC. So it, it'll work out pretty well. Really? Yeah, I think it'll work out really well. So you don't think there's going to be any need to migrate to a, uh, a landscaped uh, um, based layout you for a comic do that book if you wanted to. As opposed to a portrait. No, no, there there won't be a need for it, as long as the the medium that holds the information yeah. um, is affordable. So does and, it get? You know, I mean, so does it get downloaded to my computer? And do I literally turn my computer on the side on, onto my side to to see it? You know, in its proper format, or is it just shrunk down that small? Or I guess I guess you'll have many options, won't you? You'll be able to oh, view yeah. it at fifty percent size or one hundred percent size or fifth oh, page or okay, all right. So, Fair so enough. being an entrepreneur like yourself, what are some of the um, of the things that you struggle with to to, to make your product um, to let people know about your product? Um, well, the big issue that I face is, is that you know just trying to get the word out there. Now, granted, like I said before, when we get the new website up and running, that's definitely going to help get the word out because you know then you'll have a whole spectrum of people outside of the comics forums that'll be able to take a look at what we do. For me, it's trying to make the time to get the word out on a new book that's coming out. 
what I have to do is literally I'm doing what I like to call the PKD promotional wagon train tour. Nice. And <laughs> I've spent this whole month like probably <laughs> hopping on as many podcasts as I possibly can to get the word out on the book. You know, because there are a lot of people who Yeah, we still haven't gotten that check yet. I know, man. I'm sorry. It's coming, man. Right. Give, give me time. You're going Abe Lincoln on us. You're, it's your regular whistle stopper. <laughs> and <laughs> and I try to hop on as many. I've been trying to hop on as many podcasts as possible to, uh, to promote the book. And also get involved with the comicforums.com to get the word out that way, doing little promotional pieces on the comic forums, mm-hmm. keeping people updated and up to date. Um, but there has to come a period of time where I have to expand outwards outside of the comic forums as, as well because there are more people than just the people on the comic forums. And I appreciate everybody on the comic forums that stops by to take a look at the stuff, look at our books and look at, and look at our books and items. But I have to find a way to also look outside of that spectrum. So I have to make the Internet more useful. Well, that's what company. I was <clears throat> going to ask you earlier when I mentioned those smaller distributors that are yeah. popping up. Have you, have you talked to any of them? Or um, I'm, Do you I'm plan trying, to? I plan to. I plan to. Once PKD Media pre- uh, Presents number one is finished, um, I'm going to put it on comicsmonkey.com as, you know, because it, it will be available. <laughs> it will be available on, a, you know, still still be available on DCB service and a heroescorner.com. Uh, but it will also, if I put it with Comics Monkey, cue sound effect. Sorry. <laughs> I just love the but, name Comics uh, Monkey. Wrong, wrong one. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, if I, if we put it if we if we put it in their hands, it will get in the catalog. It will get in the comic book stores, and you know we can get some orders that way. And then once our finances are better, then we can start to deal with the bigger distribution hubs, like you know, like Haven, who's a little bit bigger than Comics Monkey. Okay. And um, then we could try to give them give uh, Haven some books to start to push to comic book stores. And as 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 we talked about before, there's also the digital medium. You know, people will be able to buy our books digitally on our website, and. Uh, you know, we just have to find as many ways possible to get our stuff out there. And But once people start to know about the website, I think that's really going to help us out big time. So by the way, that monkey sound effect was uh, was actually Brad, who um, is a good little monkey and always very curious. <laughs> what, what about distribution <laughs> through... I have just... one more point. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I, most people don't know. This is just a little point of trivia. Um, but uh, uh, Sean's, uh, Sean's wife's uh, name is uh, Mary Todd uh, Pryor. So I just... I just just wanted to get that out there. Random. Wait a minute. Who, who told you that fact? Because that is I just, so much true. I just made that up. Was, was that, I, I figured I'm psychic, so he I got figured it I'd take Wikipedia. a guess and get it right. No? So Listen, hey, I'd, I'd like to apologize deeply, humbly, and thoroughly at this point, Sean. I, this this inaccurate fact has been brought to you by Frank's Bread Store. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Frank's Do Bread Store. In California. If yeast is important to you, then don't come to Frank's Bread Store because that's how we pass the savings on to you. We are yeast that, free. That is great. You know what? If you're feeling fickle, have some pumpernickel. <laughs> that's great. If, if you're a little spry, try the rye. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's great. We have a new store. spokesman for Frank's Bread Store. We've got what you need. Mm-hmm. If you, need, if you need to eat, get some weight. <laughs> <laughs> will that will that be one of uh one of Agent Frank's uh, past? Because he does have a wide background of things he's done. Did he ever run a bread store from um, Colt? I would like mm. I would like to incorporate that. Like to start <laughs> incorporating some important backstory. <laughs> nice. I, I really would. See, we start fleshing other backgrounds, huh? <laughs> As um, you know, as we're able to you know make more comics as time goes along, I really want to really expand with Agents of Cold. I mean, Agents of Cold has their own own story 
um, in uh, PKD Media Presents number one, but they they start off in the new Mercury and the Murd story. So ah, it's kind of like they, they make their debut there. It's a in the spin new, off in the uh, in the Mercury and the Murd story. And you're right, it is kind of it is kind of a spin off. Outstanding, and, awesome. Uh, like the so Ropers. Make, yes, no, no, but unlike the Ropers, we we won't be canceling Agents of Cold. Right. We're like so. the good Jefferson. answer. Yes, you're you're moving on up. Yes. I love that thing to the east side to that deluxe apartment in the sky. Hey, well, what like about when, the what about the other people who are um, who are involved with the books? Like your artist and your inkers and writers, or, or well, you're the writer, but your inkers and your artist. Um, with Mercury and the Murd, um, the uh, entire 48-page story is uh, penciled and inked by Chad Ciccone. XO one the rock solid steel by issue one. Um, artwork is completely done by a gentleman by the name of Daniel J. Logan. Agents of Colt um, features the artwork of Andrew Charpar, who's really knocked it out of the park. It's just great what he's done with that. Cool. Uh, the Alpha Simeon story, which is an origin story to tell you how Alpha Simeon became to be, um, is by a gentleman by the name of Scott Bradley, a.k.a. Kid Benicia, on the comic forums. Uh, the mobile active, um, the mobile activated terrestri- terrestrial tracker, known as Matt, um, is penciled, inked by the one and only incredible Dave Wachter. And uh, Black's Danger in Space, issue one, um, is being handled by Andrew Charpar. But issue two, and hopefully from here on out, will be um, featuring the artwork of Jim Miller, a.k.a. Big Jim. Oh, Big Jim. And Big Jim is the gentleman that provided the artwork for the cover to uh, PKD Media Presents Number One. And awesome. if you want to, if, and if anybody wants to see what the cover looks like, if you go to HeroesCorner.com, we are the Luck of the Irish special for the month on um, HeroesCorner.com. So if you, can, if you go there, if you go there, you can take a look at the book. And um, if you buy the book from HeroesCorner.com after you purchase it, you will receive a coupon uh, for to purchase a free comic book the next time you place an order with HeroesCorner.com. Also, I would like to reiterate the fact that the book, the manufa- the uh, MSRP acronym, um, is a, <laughs> is a, is a twelve is twelve ninety is twelve ninety nine. But both stores are selling it for um, between uh, I think the, um, sorry, Heroes Corner is selling it for seven twenty five, and DCB Service is selling it for seven thirty eight. Plus, another artist that I need to mention is Brent Schoonover, who has um, drawn four uh, sketches that I've turned into sketch prints. And um, he's done a, um, a, a, a sketch of Agents of Cult in full color, a sketch of Mercury and the Murd in full color, plus a sketch of Lori Paint, uh, Lieutenant Lori Paint from uh, Mercury and the Murd, and uh, Peter Rios with, uh, with one of the uh, Steelbots from XO1, the Rock Solid Steelbots. You will receive all four sketch prints for free with the purchase of the book, plus we'll throw in a free PKD Media Presents soundtrack, which features the Agents of Cult theme song, the Mercury and the Murd theme song, and... You know, just music for the entire book. Um, the sketch prints and the soundtrack are free when you buy the book. And the book, like I said before, is uh, $7.25 on Heroes Corner, seven thirty-eight on DCBService.com. You get all that stuff for free because I want to make sure that people get their, their money's worth because I'm tired of people having to buy three ninety-nine comics, which really only have 20 <laughs> pages of story, and an eight-page backstory <laughs> that was reprinted 20 years ago. You don't Thank need you. that. Get your money's worth. I'm Sweet. trying to make people get their money's worth. Sweet. That is great. Um, speaking about people getting their, their money's worth, we've always heard about, like, you know, printing on cheaper paper and stuff like that. When you're working with Kablam, do they give you an option as to what type of paper? How does – what goes into your thought process when you're having it printed up? Well, here's the thing. Um, when you're dealing with uh, with digital printers like Kablam and stuff like that, there really isn't, like, a um, – 
as far as like a price difference, as far as levels of paper that you're printing on. Mm-hmm. Now you can either print on glossy or you can print on regular paper. You print on glossy paper, it's going to be more expensive doing it with a digital printer. You print on regular paper, it's definitely going to be less expensive, which is good, mm-hmm. uh, which is cool. Now, when you start to deal with the he- like the heavy printers, like the Labonifons and transcontinental printing and stuff like that, you know, the people that actually you know, that print for the quote-unquote, you know, bigger publishers... <laughs> you know, you can you can change your quality of paper, but the price break won't really be that much of a difference. Huh. So you know, so for them, it just makes more sense for them to use the quote unquote glossy paper. Um, but for us, you know, us people that use digital printing, cute sound effect. Um, <laughs> for those that use the uh, for those that use the uh, digital printing, you know, we use these the nice standard paper that you know it's not glossy. It's not going to leave think you know you're not going to leave oil prints on all the pages, and uh, you know it works out really well. Works out very, very well. I've always kind of preferred the matte awesome. finish myself. Not trying to, be, not trying to be flippant or you know casual awesome. in my. You know, Bill, you are never flippant, sir. I appreciate you're that. Never right. But yeah, I mean, back in the day, oh. um, you know, I mean, newsprint may not be you know the the best format uh, to print comic books on. Though we all grew up on that, and um, I, I thought it was kind of weird and off putting when all of a sudden you know. Uh, um, I don't know, was it Marvel Premiere, stuff like that started coming out where the pages were literally, you know, shiny and glossy, and, you know, it's just, it's you can't read in a bright room, you know, because you get reflections, you know, off, like, the sun and all the lights I think and it, stuff. My first experience with that was an issue of Marvel Premiere with okay. a, a John Byrne cover of the Hulk and a, a John Byrne Hulk story inside. It was like... Oh, you mean Marvel, Marvel Fanfare? Oh, yes. thank you. Thank Marvel you, Sean. Oh, yeah. yes. appreciate that. It is. Yeah, I, That's got exactly that what I was trying to think of. It's, and that John Byrne story is nothing but splash pages. Each and every wow. page is a splash page. It's like the, uh, the yeah. final death of Superman issue, huh? And it has to do, yeah, it has to do with the uh, the Scourge. Remember the Scourge? Yes. Who was Scourge kills. Pop up and, and justice is served. <laughs> Hulk smash. Yeah. Scourge kill. Hulk smash. It's like that Octane Hunger Force episode. Because, kill, uh, kill, kill, kill. Yeah. Like, uh, ha- 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 hammer, and, hammer and Anvil. Hammer and um, Anvil were the wow. Z list bad guys in that, and Scourge came in, and there was, <clears throat> wasn't there like Scourge had like an old man mask on, and he was like uh-huh. talking to the Hulk or something, and then these two guys come in, and he he shoots the he kills them, and he uh, he says justice is served, and then he pulls his mask off and throws it on the ground, and Hulk had been calling this old man with okay. a mustache friend, you know, oh, and uh, and then so when the he looks reveal, huh? the last page, I think he looks down and sees the mask on the ground, and he's like friend question mark like looking around oh, friend man why does everybody yeah. always mess with the hulk Hulk I mean, just wants you. to be left alone he doesn't man. deserve it well hulk you know every great now and again <laughs> hulk you know actually gets a friend and you know that lasts about as long as a girlfriend in a Gunsmoke episode <laughs> i mean it's just you know it's, it's never a good idea to befriend the hulk hulk got some good friends in a twinkies ad i saw once yeah and i'll bet you i'll bet you they had been offed you know well before the next uh, the next Twinkies ad would have run. Well, in 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 this one, uh, Hulk was fighting. Um, oh, I can't remember who it Wendigo. was. Wendigo. Wendigo. Yeah. yeah, this is the commercial we made. Yeah, I know those kids were probably you know shot on a rocket into the sun. You know, shortly <laughs> after. Wonder yeah. if I can find that commercial. Pretty sad. You no, know, no. What's really sad is the fact that Scourge had such a big role in the Marvel Marvel universe at that time, killing Z list villains. Oh, and I'm like, the, did anybody care that uh, that like these Z-list villains got killed? And, oh, no. and it became like an epidemic. It became so serious that Captain America had to do something about. It. I'm like, <laughs> you know, really, he's 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 helping you, Cap. He's really helping you. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you won't have to deal with Whirlwind and his uh, and his little uh, flying saw blades. Anymore. Oh no. <laughs> you know? 
you you won't have to deal with uh, uh-huh. Cottonmouth anymore. Uh, the I Texas mean, really, oh, Cottonmouth. You know, I mean, <laughs> let him go ahead and kill these E-list villains, and then you can go on your adventures with US One and be just fine. I think one of my favorite. Uh, 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 issues of, of Z-List villains was uh, Fantastic Four issue 178, I think. Huh? Maybe 177. And uh, uh, in it, uh, uh, the Fantastic Four is out of the Baxter building. Uh, the Wizard and a couple of his henchmen, uh, maybe the Sandman, something like that, um, mm-hmm. are, have uh, invaded the Baxter building and are uh, doing auditions for the fourth member of the Frightful Four. <laughs> and uh, they get some really awful uh, people rolling through. Uh, I think my favorite is the Texas Twister, who actually became part of the initiative um, at wow. one point. Yes. That's so funny. Um, so, so how were the auditions held out? Were they sitting behind a table and next? Basically, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's I... your power? <laughs> okay, your power. I snore very loudly. Yes. I glow. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> Maybe if we could bring the lights down a little bit and everybody cup their hands. That's a great movie. I love that movie. I think so, too. I want to get that on Blu-ray. It's very good. And and, and what's your name, by the way? Paste Pot Pete. Yay! Finally, he was smart enough to to change his name to Trapster. Yeah. Yeah. I can't find that. That had to have been a a Stan Lee invention, I'm guessing. Paste Pot Pete. It's it's a good... Does that sound like something like Jack Kirby would come up Mm. with? But see, if Pastepot Pete ex- is existed nowadays, he'd be known as Triple P. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> hey, it's TP. Triple P. That's <laughs> Triple P. You know what? My toilet paper is the same. Has the same type of branding as you. <laughs> I will destroy the toilet paper companies for their temerity, their insolence. Well, oh. so uh, so what are you reading these days, Sean? Um, right now, I've been so busy doing all this writing and promoting for these books. I haven't had too much time to read, but what I have been reading, uh, you know, I've been reading, still keep reading uh, All Hell Megatron, uh, the uh, current Transformers miniseries by IDW. Wow. Um, I'm also reading a lot of the uh, Project Superpower spinoffs like Masquerade, uh, Black Terror, uh, The Death Defying Devil. I've really enjoyed those. You know, can, uh, I can... actually... I, I want to ask you about that. So, so you're liking that series because I got the superpowers that was done by Dynamic Comics, uh, Dynamite. Dynamite. Dynamite, Dynamite Entertainment, and um, I just didn't care for the main series. I was really excited that they were going to use these older heroes, but it didn't capture my my imagination. And I thought the artwork was just a little off model. Who did the uh, artwork? Was that was that like it wasn't Jim Kruger or one of those yeah, uh, Alex Ross um, Patriots? Was it? It, I think, if, if, if I'm not mistaken, it was. Now, the one okay. thing I will admit about about that series, it does read better in trade. Really? Like, okay. It, it reads much better in trade. And for me, because like, I read it separately, because I read all the issues separately, yeah. and there were some, some spots where I was like, okay, what did I miss here? But then when I had all the issues and I read them back to back to back to back, I'm like, okay, this makes much more sense now. Um, it, it, it flows much, much better. Uh, so, yeah, that book is definitely one of those books that's written for the trade. Now, granted, the black to me, the black terror, death defying devil and masquerade series. Those aren't written for the trade. Um, okay. Those are actually flowing a lot better. Cool. Um, a lot better than the uh, plant than the project superpower series did. Um, what else am I reading? By the way, um, does anybody have a worse idea for a costume than the death defying devil? And I'm not talking about the the half black, half red. That's a cool look. I'm talking about his belt. Why would anyone <laughs> wear a belt like that with big metal spikes on it? Because I mean, you know, you're sitting there, you know, you, you know, you just you just busted a villain. You know, you, you, you're thirsty, you know, you're, you're a bit parched. You go into the local 7-Eleven to get yourself a Gatorade or whatever, and then, you know, you decide to go reach down to your pockets to, uh, you know, pull some change out, and you completely puncture your right forearm. <laughs> I mean, it's, well, just, you, it's just completely impractical. You know, well, and unless, you, he, unless he kills, you know, villains by hugging them to death, 
you know, or barrel rolling on top of them or something. They're and actually foam rubber. They're what? Not, they're not metal. They're foam rubber. <laughs> that completely destroys my perception of the death-defying devil. Well, well, so why is he death-defying then? Shouldn't he be like? Well, um, he should be like uh, mild danger-defying, you know, or, or you know, foam rubber-defying devil, you know. No. Well, see, when he when he you know when his character came out way back in the day, he was actually yes. known as Daredevil. But they can't do that anymore uh, because you know Marvel has the copyright to Marvel you know Daredevil co-opted. per se. So mm. they have to they have to change the name to Death Defying mm-hmm. Devil. So did uh, did Marvel mm-hmm. just kind of squat on the, uh, mm-hmm. the the title of Daredevil, or did they acquire it through acquiring the company, or any idea how that happened? No, I don't think they acquired the company per se. As okay. much as they, you know, they made their own character and said, "Okay, he's called Daredevil." So yes, I mean, because isn't uh, Dynamite are are they kind of like little sisters of Marvel? Are they? Are they? Are they? No, that's uh, just now. That's just now Alex Ross' company. Okay, and, you know, so there's, oh, there's, there's no connection to Marvel or DC no. or anything whatsoever. No, then no, okay, no connection. No. Okay, well that dispels so, one of my misconceptions. The Avengers, Invaders, Avengers miniseries, yeah, also has the, the Dynamite. Good. Logo on yeah. there is that only yeah. because it's Alex because Ross? Because it's an Alex Ross, Jim Kruger, Mike Sadowski right. thing. That, mm. that is correct. That that's that's being worked on together by Dynamite and Marvel. They're working together, and and you know, and because of Alex Ross and his stature, he can put his company's name on it because his people are doing the book. That's mm. cool, and it's it's a pretty good read so far. I mean, we're up to issue eight, I think. And I mean, I'm I have them all, but I haven't read them. I'm I, just going to burn through them when I get them all. That's probably a good idea because. Um, when is that series supposed to take place? Current it day. Takes, current day. But, I mean, yeah. but like, but is that all of that take place before Secret Invasion happens? Oh, good heavens! Uh, no, uh, mm. no, no, no! It takes place after Civil War. Yeah, so, it does because so, they're yes, asking people before to before Secret Invasion. Before Secret, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. I think Secret so. Yeah, I'm always right. If you haven't learned that by now. Well, I, I think that the issues have been coming out pretty regularly once a month, but um, it seems like that no, Avengers they, Invaders has been coming out for about three years now. Um, so, I yeah, mean, it's been a few months in between. Well, I'm I'm trying to uh, go back and you know I'm I'm one of those. Uh, you know, all you have to do is get rid of the cat, and your allergies go away. I've been telling my wife that well, for since 1992, and it hasn't worked yet. Why don't I take the cat for a walk? No. All right. All right. Wait. Um, I'm going to need to get you the manacles. <laughs> oh yeah, all four. Just to make sure the cat doesn't escape, you know. Oh, all right, cat, you cannot bring your little this, kitty, kitty bunny ears. I think this cat is, is yeah. this cat is closing in on twenty pounds. By the way, so we're not talking we're not talking a waif. This is not the Kate Moss of cats. This is more like the the Ving Rhames of cats. <laughs> Look, I'm the Michael Clark Duncan of cats. I'm actually getting animal lover here. I got cat yeah. on one hand and dog on the other. Nice. That's the uh, John Cena of dogs, by the way. Michael Cena? Uh, or John Cena. Yeah, you're huh? right. Never mind. I don't know. Pick so, one. <laughs> um, so what else, what else were you reading, um, Sean? Um, that, that's, that's pretty much about it. I've, I've, you know, I'll pick up those mini Marvel's digests every now and then. I, I got the latest one. I've been reading that. And I also started reading uh, the old uh, Justice League International because they re-released those in trade. Right. So I've been, been reading those and been reading the classic G.I. Joe. Uh, volumes that uh, that IDW is releasing right now, the old wow. Marvel stuff that uh, IDW is putting out, and they're doing a really great job with it. it looks great, so it's it, it's a lot of fun stuff, a lot of fun stuff. And when I actually get time to read, Ashley's reading. Well, oh, we're the very home companion, pretty good no, joke book. Yeah, pretty good joke book. She's reading Mama So Fat jokes. <laughs> she just died <laughs> laughing at one. Hey, Sean. Besides. Are you there? Tread carefully, yeah, sir. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. Yes, I'm, okay. right, I'm right here. Okay. I think you might have cut out. Did you hear me saying oh, okay. she's reading a joke book? 
No, I did not. I did not. No, I did not. Ashley was while we were talking. See, I think <laughs> our internet connection just kind of went wonky. <laughs> Ashley started laughing, and Frank holds the microphone up, and I thought you might have heard her laughing. And I was trying to explain <laughs> that she's reading a, a joke book, and she's reading Mama So Fat jokes, and she died at one that she was reading. It's really quite cute. Like, your mama's so fat, she could sell shade. <laughs> that That's the uh, Prairie Home Companion show. They do a joke show once a year, uh-huh. or maybe twice a year. Sean's lost gone. Them. Uh, once or twice a year, and those Sean, are back. some of the funniest shows. I heard the uh, the dude do the Knock Knock song. Was it last weekend or the weekend before? And it really... It really put me off because uh, he it was like some kind of Cajun Kanak, Bayou. Kanak. Yeah, it was like Kanak, Kanak. It's like, that's Who's not there? how you pronounce that. That's so inconsiderate to people who speak the language. He's actually been rightly. doing that for years. And wellish. I think his internet connection must have gone Ooh. south. Does battery something. die or something? Hey, while, while we're waiting on him. Um, uh, here we go. Hello. What are we calling Britain? Hello? Hello. Yeah, there we go. I think your internet connection went bad or something. Mm. We're still on the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Do you, I mean, um, you didn't miss anything. Okay, cool. <laughs> well, I thought we filled it with some, some incredible content. It just didn't last long. Yeah, I just saw that Skype has like about 15 million, 15 million people right now using uh, using it. So, uh, sure yeah, so they're like, you know what? Yeah. Skype should know better. Now, <laughs> get a bigger pipe. How long is oh. this episode? I don't know. Um, 53 minutes. Okay. That's one, it. One, th- <laughs> one, one thing, if if it's cool with you guys, I would like to uh, talk about the Mercury and the Merge story that features you guys. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah do. Okay, cool. Um, in the uh, P- in PKD Media Presents number one, um, available on HeroesCorner.com and DCBService.com. The forty-eight page. Do you get a Mercury check every time you say that, Sean? Um, do, do you guys do? No. Um, do you get I, a when... Do you get a check every time you say available? NeurosCorner.com, DCBO.com. I, I really wish I really wish I did. I, I remember world when world Brad did. went through that. Now available on ABC.com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry to um, interrupt. Go ahead. Oh no, it's it's okay. Um, in the hundred plus page book, um, there's a forty eight page Mercury and the Merge story, and uh, the title of the story is called "D is for Death." Sucker. And the reason why it's called that is because in this story, uh, Beck Mercury and, uh, and Detectives Beck Mercury and Adam Murdo have to deal with the villainous business tycoon known as Mr. D. Okay. And what happens is, is that Beck reunites with an old friend and is uh, sent to a world of danger, intrigue, and twists. Um, as, you know, at the same time, Murd and Lieutenant Paint, or Lori, uh, they're dealing with their own little personal situations as well. Um, but this this issue features the debut of uh, Commander uh, Brad Milo and Agent Frank A. Rincon as agents of Colt, the Centered Order of Law and Technology, um, who are looking for um, for looking for a gentleman by the name of uh, Shane Kelly, who is <laughs> who is um, actually found Beck, and that's the old friend that Shane finds. And uh, Shane Kelly is a man with a mysterious past. And there's a reason why the agents of Colt are looking for Shane, but the thing is, is that there are other people looking for Shane as well, and it leads to a bunch of action, explosions, uh, danger, intrigue, and from there, when once that story is done, um, you will have the agents of Colt number one issue in the book as well, where uh, the agents of Colt uh, deal with the uh, merciless and evil force known as UMAC. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. And what's that an acronym for? 
Um, actually, I do have an acronym for that, but I just don't have it with me. No problem. Uh, don't but, spoil uh, it. I yeah, want to yeah, read don't it. Don't blow it on a uh, half hour wasted. You know. oh, oh no, no, no. Um, I do, I do <laughs> have it, and you'll, you'll 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 find out what what UMAC stands for in the uh, in the second and PKD Media Presents number two. So Excellent. as long as people buy PKD Media Presents number one, we'll, we'll be okay. Sean knows a very it. professional tease there, sir. You and, should be and, commended. Just to let let people know, UMAC is a uh, there's an Adam UMAC on our uh, on, on our um, other podcast called. Uh, I'm, Legion of Doom. Yeah, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and the thing is, is that the character of Umac is a cross between uh, Doctor Doom, Mister Sinister, and, <laughs> and, and and the just the the insaneness of Adam Umac. Put all put all three of those things together, and it's just a catastrophe <laughs> waiting to happen. And and so yeah, so that's what happens in the first issue of Ages of Cold. The Ages of Cold uh, <laughs> battle. Battle the merciless UMAC. Should have and, uh, we should have UMAC uh, uh, write a uh, write one of those those letters um, from his uh, friend in the woods. Mm-hmm. You can incorporate <laughs> into the comics somehow. Bird pocket, oh. uh, Phineas, 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 Phineas T. Bird, T. Bird pocket. pocket. Yeah, he should definitely show up at some point. Phineas T. Bird pocket. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know, I tried to put in that uh, thirty minutes later joke right. um, mm-hmm. in the in the Mercury and the Merge story, and I couldn't get it to fit. Oh. Sorry, but, no but, worries, man. Can always but, fit somewhere uh, else. I'm going to put it somewhere else eventually, but um, the Agents of Cult uh, comic is very action-packed. I'll, I am—I I joke sometimes that I'm the uh, that, that I want to be the Jerry Bruckheimer of comic books, meaning that I need explosions every five minutes. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, if you could get that, I I am a, a huge fan of Jerry Bruckheimer. Hey, Jerry movies. Bruckheimer does some good stuff. It's Michael um, Bay that's not so great, but Jerry no, Bruckheimer. Like, I like awesome, Jerry. Baby. I, I like uh, Michael Bay too because. They they make no they they they're they're not pretending to be anything else other than yes. what they are. They are explosion movies, unlike Zack movies. Snyder. Yeah, you were not. We're not giving you high drama. This is not Shakespeare. Yes. This is testosterone. I, I do appreciate. But. I do appreciate the the lack of uh, 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 the lack of a uh, pretense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, see, the whole, and the whole thing about it is, is that I want people to understand when you read one of our books. You're just going to have fun with it. I might have some serious stuff in there every now and then, but you're going to have fun. You're going to have the you special know, issue where uh, Frank A. Rencon uh, is, uh, has to get off hard drugs. <laughs> it's like uh, the, uh, mm-hmm. You can have your own uh, like Green Arrow Speedy uh, issue with uh, you know, <laughs> no, Commissioner, no, we, we, Commissioner Milo we, will have to you know, wean him off and... No, 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 no. We we won't we no. won't be having something like, something like that. Not for a, not for a long time. We we might have an episode where you know you know Frank decides to quit AOC and, and mm-hmm. decide to open, reopen up his uh, Frank's bread <laughs> Issue four, a very special cult but, agents of cult where Agent Rincon has to get on the methadone and go into bread sales. Now remember, if you need Texas toast, you know who has the most. <laughs> Frank's bread store. <laughs> Have you you're, been writing you're these? Frank so happy. Oh, d- dude, no, dude. I-, I wanted to do a theme song, like a little jingle for Frank's bread store, and I just never had the time to put it together. So in my mind, like oh I'll be, well, I'll be at work, and I'm like, oh, feeling spry? Try the rock. You know, nice. <laughs> Just run and just running with it, and you know what about prices. I thought it might have something to do with the fact that some people have like natural inherent uh, talent. What for about those white kind of things as opposed to us? Did you ever come up with one for white? For 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 mm. for, for the white bread? Yeah. Uh, let me think. Let me give me a second. But you know the prices can't be beat if you buy some wheat. Um, or, <laughs> Don't you know, put up a time? fight. You can get the white. <laughs> we got yes, plenty of white. Know. 
you know, hey, hey, man, you know, times are hard, and you know, people have to be fed. So, you know, go to Frank's go to Frank's bread store, get you some white bread. It it, it all works. Oh it yes, all works. You can make you can make it work. You you can make it work. What's so. it, what's it like to be able to freestyle? Um, oh, no, no, no. Trust me, fun? my my free my freestyle form is is quite weak. You know, so uh, sometimes I, I hit that certain peak. Yeah. Dang it, I just rhymed again. Oh. <laughs> here you go. You I'm can't a, help it, I've, can you? I've hey, here's a beat. Oh, no. I want you. I want you to freestyle right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if I was you, Sean, I'd refuse. Just flat out refuse. But I, yeah. man, I can never freestyle. Maybe I you got guts. In, in all in all seriousness, I can never freestyle. You know, I never could. I always wanted to be able to do that, but sometimes when things just you know come off the top of my head, I just run with it. Yeah, I, I just I really really run with it and have a great time with it. But um, this book is a lot of fun. It's a lot I of fun. Can't I wait haven't to see had. It. Uh, I can't wait for you guys to see it. I've I haven't had this much fun writing. You know, writing since I've gotten back into comics. This is this is what I enjoy. So I want to be able to do this for a living eventually one day. And I just want to prove to people that comics can be fun and that we can look outside of the big two for reading as well and that um, you can have a good time while doing it. And the PKD Media Presents book, it's all in one universe, you know, but you don't have to worry about continuity. You don't have to worry about this, that, there, and the third, you know, but things will link together, but there'll be small things that you might not pay attention to or you may pay attention to. So, you know, like, say, for instance, the agents of Colt showing up in Mercury and the Murd. You know, and then they show up in their own title, and there might be things between those two series that link together. You know, eventually, or or how um, you know there might be something in the Alpha Simeon uh, series that links with something in Agents of Cult. There might be something in um, you know MATT that links up with XO One. You you never know. And but if you have fun and just have a good time reading it, that's what matters. And I have to make sure that we give you the best artwork possible. I give you the best stories possible, so you come back. Because if you don't come back. I can't make more comics, right. and that's just how it works. So, how long do you think uh, before your um, uh, your world's uh, um, uh, timelines and uh, uh, get so convoluted that you have to have a zero hour? Because it, <laughs> it. It, it won't happen. I'm a big fan of the cosmic my, stories, you know. So, no, no, no. Uh, I, I'll yeah. do my I'll do my best to make to make sure that that won't happen. I can't no, wait to see how you guys battle off Galactus. That's going to be awesome. Does Black Danger in Space actually take place in space? It sure does. That it sounds sure does. like maybe that's Bill's right up Bill's alley. Oh, I like See, that. Hey, you know well, how Get Smart had that one agent that always appeared in like you'd open a refrigerator and he'd be in there, or you'd open a mailbox and there'd be his face. <laughs> yes. You know that should be Bill. Every once in a while, Bill show up. <laughs> Bill show up like Jeez. you know you open a bread box and there he is or something. <laughs> something, something. Something that I wanted to do that I really want to do in Agents of Cold, and it's something that that may show up in the future. I'm in the future issues is that I want their, I want Agents of Cold at their headquarters at a supercomputer called the Voice. Oh, and, oh my gosh. Nice. And you know, and the, and the and the thing is with this supercomputer has all this knowledge, but sometimes when the agents try to talk to it to acquire information, it just continues to ramble and ramble. <laughs> <laughs> before before the information is actually given, you know. That's awesome. You, you know, and because like, you know, Commander Brad will be like, voice you know, and just just like, oh, and the voice back, oh, sorry. This is what you need. Here you go. But, Bill, um, Bill's kinda like our our C-3PO or our Cliff Clavin of Half Hour Wasted. <laughs> I, I just like to provide backstory and context. You can ask my wife. Yes, yeah, I, that's all right. I, I common, don't like to... I don't it's like a little-known you know, fact that... I think that, you know, when Dune a simple... was written by the greatest man alive. Well, well he, could, he could take whatever you're talking about and relate it to Dune That's somehow. another... Well, like, I got a traffic ticket. Well, you know, in Dune... That's right. 
In uh, San Wars of Dune, Paul Atreides, while on a water planet. Um, <laughs> hey, where is is it time for the reading of, of the Book of Dune? Oh, jeez. I'm surprised you that. didn't have it That's queued up. Bookshelf. Oh, well, while, yeah. you, while you grab that, Bill. Hey, Sean, just out of curiosity, have you ever read Buffy, or do you ever watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Um, we've got all 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 the box sets. Um, oh, great! My, my my wife is a big Buffy fan, and I was a Buffy fan, so that was one of those things that brought us together. But you know, she you know she really gets into it, so you know we we started wa- we'll watch them every now and then again just to, to to go back. But yeah, that's a great show. Little Nancy uh, lent me her box set, so I've slowly been getting into the series, and I know mm-hmm. there's lots of Buffy fans out there. But I have to I have to mention there are two. Two episodes that have just blown me away. I just kind of wanted to get your episode on, or thought on it. There's the one with the um, with those creepy Victorian guys. The episode where they have no audio and oh, those guys are floating. Great. Oh my gosh, is that just not that? That's Josh Wheaton just makes some of the most interesting television. Okay, I'm going to interrupt you. Mm-hmm. Repeat after me, Joss. Anyway, um, it's not Josh. It's Joss. Anyway, um, so no audio in that one episode. And then um, in the fifth season, there's that one major character that dies. I don't want to say who, but um, the first ten minutes of that show is so interesting. Because if you remember the camera shots they use for that, it's very confusing. And and Buffy does some things that just don't make sense. But she's trying to deal with what's going on. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's it's compelling television. It is very dramatic, so, very very intense. I'm so sorry I never got into the series when it was. Uh, I've heard nothing but good about it, it and, so, and I've never watched a single episode. It's it's one of those things where you just you come on late maybe, and it is so good. Do you I, have to watch the oh, movie, the Christy Swanson movie? First? I I never saw it. No, I was no, fine with it. No, no but but what, but what's great about the series is that they they touch on there are things that are in the first season. That are still coming back into play, and is there is so much interweaving, like Babylon uh, Five. Uh, like, yeah, it is so good. I mean, there, there's this one episode that was kind of a, a throwaway episode. You know, you just see it it's laugh. It's kind of funny, but then next season, because of something that happened in that episode, plays a major role into another episode. Maybe I should give this a chance because I've I've heard nothing but yeah. good about this. show. The first season and a half are hard. It took me it took me three months to get through them because I wasn't that interested in it. I mean, it was good, but it wasn't great. But then after halfway through that second season, boom, home how run. Many, how many seasons are, are seven? There? Uh, they they kind of really messed with the mythos in the last season or two, didn't they? I mean, it was uh, it, it's, it's 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 still good TV though. It, I have to admit it. It's it's still those last two seasons. A lot of people, some people complain about them, but I enjoy them thoroughly. But I look cool. at it like this: if it, if if it, if that show was on Fox, it would have never made it after the first season <laughs> because right. Fox cancels everything Joss Whedon does, so it doesn't matter. So, I know. but I'm sorry, I didn't didn't mean to to bash Fox TV. I just, mm, just I mean, uh, Fox, ha- Fox has a reputation they, that that Fox know, deserves it. That and and it's it's just you know they they just don't give shows a chance. No, they don't. I might actually, because that would be good. So, no, I mean, you know, Fox is Fox is fun and all, but you know, they they deserve the reputation they've gotten for canceling. You know, you know, I mean, you know, Chris Carter's Harsh Realm, you know, show up the great accolades and got all three episodes before they just canceled the son of a gun. I mean, you know, they already had what six, twelve episodes in the can or whatever. It's like, you know, we're going to show three. And you know Firefly. I mean, you know why? Why do you pay for a show like Firefly? And why do you 
you know, you put out all the, the, the capital expenditure for a show like that that's got, you know, pretty good production values, and then you don't even give it, you know, the entire 13 run, you know, 13 episode run before you just say, now nah, we're, we're done with it. Uh, I mean, it's, it's simple. They're not making the money. Everybody, I got bad news. We've been canceled. What? Oh, no. Peter, how could they do that? <laughs> well, unfortunately, Lois, there's just no more room on the schedule. We've just got to accept the fact that Fox has to make room for terrific shows like Dark Angel, Titus, Undeclared, Action, That 80 Show, Wonder Falls, Fastlane, Andy Richter Controls the Universe, Skin, Girls Club, Cracking Up, The Pits, Firefly, Get Real, Freaky Links, Wanda at Large, Costello, <laughs> The Lone Gunman, A Minute with Stan Hooper, Normal Ohio, Pasadena, Harsh Realm, Keen Eddie, The Street, American Embassy, Cedric the Entertainer, The Tick, Louie, and Greg the Bunny. Is there no hope? Well, I suppose if all those shows go down the tubes, we might have a show. How many of us have? I lost count after 22. <laughs> <laughs> I think we counted them once before, yeah. and I, I can't remember. But but, oh, but yeah, but you know, but based on that list, think about how many of those shows were not good because there were right. some good shows in there. They were. Yeah. Most of them were not. <laughs> Most of them were not. So I mean, you got to give Fox their due about about you know canceling shows that just do not work. <laughs> I mean, American Robert. Embassy. Who watched that? Did anyone here watch that? Bad was idea. that in that list? Yeah, play it again. <laughs> I mean, there, I mean, there's a there's an episode called Skin. Yes, uh, a minute with Stan Hooper. I, I remember that. that. Was, uh, uh, that was Norm Macdonald. Yeah, he could. Have been. Oh, wait, which was the one where? Oh, I can't remember the actor's name now. Oh, never mind. Yeah, that would be Keen Eddie. Uh, hey, maybe was Keen Eddie. Did we just block the mailman? Because no, mailman's good. He's okay. uh, he's delivered his parcels and he's about his merry way. Okay. Luckily, it's not raining, sleeting, nor snowing, so he can make his appointed rounds in comfort and peace. Anyway, it's a nice day out there, by the way. So, anyway, uh, just kind of went, went to hear you what, what you thought about Buffy. Do you read the comic book? Season um, eight, on and, infrequently, infrequently. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things that I need, I need to need to buy, but you know, money's limited when it comes to you know buying comics because I create comics for you know for a living on the side right and so like I kind of have to watch my budget but um I normally try to pick that stuff up and back you know back issue bins at, at conventions so I'll, I'll probably get to trade after I finish uh season seven Jeez. oh cool okay. what's it like having conventions that are available to go to because <laughs> I really like the one convention I went to and then they canceled it to spite well, me, do, I'm pretty sure. You do, you do know that there is a, a convention coming to Texas, though. A new, there's a new convention. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the name of it, though. There is a new convention coming to Texas this year. Hmm. So, for real, look that on comic conventions. Is there really? Yeah, yes, there is because I saw a banner, banner for it on the comicforums.com the other day. I've really? Not, I've not heard of this. Have you heard of this? Frank? No, I'm not going no, to have to drive to like. Game. I'm not going to have to drive to like Port Arthur to get to this. No, I, I don't think you, you'll have to do that. Well, they do um, have the Dallas Comic Con that happens twice a year. Okay. And they do have the Star Wars Fan Days that happens, it, I think, the th- has it happened two or three times? Two. It's happened two? Okay. I don't think now, you went to the first one. Now, do they cross-pollinate? And, and it's not any of those. Do it's they cross-pollinate the- comics and stuff uh, with that Star yes. Wars? I thought you were okay. asking, like, how many times a year? No, it's once a year. The Star Wars Fan Days is once a year. Hmm. Um, I mean, if we were, if we were, you know, if we were more paid. apt to travel, yeah. Um, there, I mean, there's plenty of conventions out there, but okay, I'm, you know, it's not in my budget to. to I just travel want, I just want back issue. Was it a comic book convention that you saw banner for? Yeah, uh, yes, it was. Um, y- yes, it was. It was a new comic book convention. It was a comic book convention. 
in Texas, and I'm trying to just find. I'm trying to find out what it is, but um, I'm on comic book conventions right now. I'm trying to find it too. Um, the same people that do the Dallas Comic Con, yes, and the Star Wars Fan Days, they also do a Sci-Fi Con. Okay, and there's one coming this year. I had that list. I like that, sci-fi, um, so I'm interested. I had that bookmarked. There's a page bookmarked where I could... Well, let's see. There's JMV Comic Show in Houston. Then there's Sci-Fi Expo in Richardson. That's April. These are past ones, so let's have okay. a future one. Uh, JMV Comic Book Show in Austin, Texas. I'm going to open that one up. Let's see. See, this one started with a C. This 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 convention, the new convention started with a C. And, like, the banner's been showing up on the comicforms.com, so hopefully it will show up again. Oh, Comic Palooza, uh, May 2nd and 3rd. Yes, really? Yeah, that's going to be at Houston. That's Cape. That's a, I'm sorry, that's a free comic book day. Okay, cool. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. And that's in Houston? Houston. Right. Bummer. The planet Houston. Bummer. Hey, yeah. Uh, we haven't talked about it, but um, I think we should get another table. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've been for waiting Cape? for them to update Cape. I looked yeah, at I Cape looked, just the other day. I did, too. I looked for Cape. We're going to get another table... Um, I guess. I, I'd like to. I yeah, mean, it's free. No, I think we should. It's free, right? Hope so. It was free last year. Well, how cool. Yeah, so we You can ha- come too, had, Bill. Um, Dude, I'd love to uh, help you guys man the uh, the table. And I found the... Um, that way I won't have to stick all the business cards on the magnets again. Right. Oh. No, I'd be glad to help with that. No. I found uh, sci-fiexpo.com slash dcc slash home dot html um, has... A calendar of events for the Star Wars, uh, the uh, the Dallas Comic Con. Those people okay. that put all those on, yeah. Like April eighteenth and nineteenth, we have the Sci Fi Expo in Richardson, cool Civic Center. We have August 29th, We have the Dallas Comic Con in Richardson Civic Center. Okay. October twenty fourth and twenty fifth, we have wow. Star Wars Fan Days three at the Plano Center. Okay. Are you going to be able to go to that one? Oh, when is it? It's October 24th and 25th. Mm, hopefully, um, I will have found a full-time job by then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if not, uh, let me think. Uh, actually, let me think about this. The, those shows usually don't. No, I'll probably have to work it. I'll probably have to be working. Well, yeah. But uh, well, good. you can still like buy, you know, you can still rifle through the back issue bits. Yeah, right? but I mean, I can't hang out. I mean, I got to, uh, I would be on the clock, so I can't, I can't yeah. just hang out with my friends. I, you know, I can yeah, walk the floor a couple break? times. No. Really? Yeah, I don't. Wow, <laughs> that's um, it's just illegal, isn't it? It I will it is, I will have words with your boss. It what's his well, name? Well, no, it wouldn't be illegal. no. He, I, I have a very good boss. <laughs> it, it's it, it's a good job. It's just the way things work there. Yeah, I and, understand and, that. And you know, I get you know, I I'm a, a little I am eligible for lunch and I am eligible for for breaks, but it's easier not to take them. I hear you. It's kind of like you know, in TV you business. Do that? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like you the don't TV get a, business. Get a lunch till two p.m. Good point. You know, and that's quite true. I would like to to tell Michael Schwartz that you were in the Oceanverse T-shirt today. Michael Schwartz, I'm wearing an Oceanverse T-shirt. Yay! And may uh, the Oceanverse be with you. So we you. do have a couple of <laughs> <laughs> we do have a couple of small, you know, finger quote conventions that nice. we can go to. If you guys want to go to Houston, I don't want to go to Houston. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. If it's on free comic book day, we're going to be tied up at Cape anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it looks like there's one in Austin too, but I just, I have no desire to go to Houston. Yeah, it's I'm too humid really down there. Sorry, I do. I have no desire to go to Houston. No I'm offense, sorry, Houston Russell. listeners. Russell, I'm sorry. Does you know, Russell live in Houston? He lives in... Some city starts with an L that nobody knows of. Okay. Uh, uh, Luling. 
Yeah. Yes. Lulu and hey, where is we do go to Houston, we can stop in Austin on the way down and watch Fanboys. Is Luling a suburb? No, it's like a boonies out in the boonies. Oh, okay. I just noticed it's that Michael Hogan, like who is Battlestar Galactica's Colonel Teague, Colonel Ty, Colonel Ty, is going to be at the uh, Sci-Fi Expo in April. Man, are you t- the one here in, in this area? Yes. I want to go meet him because he is incredible. Is I mean, cool? I'm serious. No, I'm, I'm yeah, totally okay. serious. He is he is. April Absolutely incredible in that role, and this, these last few episodes. Oh, dude! Uh, yes, yes. I, I, I'm totally serious. This is not shtick. I really want to meet that guy okay. because he looks. I mean, he looks like a, a bad guy. You would. Um, like a, I mean, like a. It well, it's amazing. You know, bad dude. You it, know? It's amazing how deep the uh, the story of the back characters, and how much time they spend with the characterization uh, of of these cats on Battlestar Galactica. You know, as opposed to the you know 1979 series. Um, but it's not just you know guns and battles and space you know car chases and stuff. I mean it's you know and, and almost almost to its detriment they they give you so much character and backstory. Um, sometimes it starts getting a little thick, but especially man, what what they put Ty through um, has been amazing, and the, the revelations about his character and the people around him in, in this uh, this series. In fact, I've I've got. Oh my gosh! Last night the, was a the pain. last episode ever aired last night. I haven't mm. seen it yet. I just saw a list of everybody else that's going to be there. Yeah, Bill Mummy. Nice. Mummy. Yes. Lost it's in pronounced, space. It's yes. pronounced Mummy. Is it Mummy? <laughs> I've heard him say Mummy. I think I'm just being a jerk. I didn't mean to to offend I, you earlier. Be- <laughs> no, you have every right to do what you did because I because of what I did. Uh, Bill, is it Mummy? Yeah, I've heard I've heard him pronounce it. Well, he was really? Lanier on Babylon Five, mm-hmm. and Indeed. he was um, apparently he had a was he on was DS Nine. He was young Will Robinson. Yes, and he was on oh. DS Nine once or twice. You know what? He did do a comic book, which I found so funny. It was uh, he did a Lost in Space comic yes. book. Yes, yes, with and Peter with Peter David, I think. I don't. I hope not, because okay. the reason okay. why I say this is because the artwork. Was so funny. So there's, you know, Lost in Space. There's, there's, there's the two sisters, right. uh, Penny and I can't remember the other. And girl. the hot one. Uh, yeah, but every scene for some like reason had Tracy. their clothes ripped off for some reason. So they, and they were always strategically <laughs> placed. You know, like they <laughs> run away from a plant that was grabbing at their clothes, but you know they knew where to stop. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like it was so gratuitous. It was just like wow. I mean, Bill, is this what you thought of your co-stars? <laughs> <laughs> he was he he was budding during those years. So probably mm. yeah, yeah probably. You, you know what I love about this show? The fact that we can go on tangents at any given time, and it just makes it even <laughs> yes. more incredible. By the way, that actress's name was Marta love Kristen, it. and um, the the first few the first three or four episodes of the series where they're in the silver spacesuits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the other guests that are going to be at the Sci-Fi Expo, Mark Shepard, who has been on Battlestar Galactica as somebody named Romo Lampkin. Mm, don't know that. He was on Firefly oh. as a character called Badger. Um, yeah. Tony Todd. Badger. Is yeah, the there, great Tony Todd. Who currently uh, is... Candyman. Yeah, Candyman, who's currently... Uh, he was in one of the best Andromeda episodes of all time, too. Well, he was on uh, 24 this year as General Benjamin Juma. Yeah, General Juma. Yeah. Um, I've Just almost caught named... up to the 24 to the point where he's about to get uh, reintroduced. That's it. That's all I had. I thought that was Brad. I'm not blowing anything out of the water. No, we're not going to spoil anything, but but the last episode of 24 that aired... I'm, I'm previous to this recording. Yeah, okay. Oh my gosh. I, okay, I'm uh, uh, just for you know. I'm still 
five episodes behind. Yeah, uh, that's about right. About five episodes. Uh, yeah. It is yeah, so yeah, good. That, that's, where I'm, that's where I'm at. But too, he did. So good. Tony Todd was in an episode of Andromeda called The Lone and Level Sands, where uh, uh, the Andromeda is like out beyond the edge of the galaxy, and they're like out Nerd. of power or something like that. And so they're basically kind of they're basically kind of hosed. And uh, they end up uh, this this huge ship, just basically one giant rocket, um, comes and saves them. And it turns out that it's this uh, uh, Tony Todd is the captain of this uh, the Bellerophon, which had left from Earth. It's kind of a, uh, a Vance Astro kind of thing, where they had left from Earth, you know, like a thousand years before or whatever. But they didn't have faster than light travel because it hadn't been invented yet. So they've been moving. I remember that episode. Yes, they've been moving at like point nine you know percent of light speed or whatever so they've been out for like 120 years or 70 years or something like that but it's been like a thousand years in real time and they end up you know they, they get the the crew on and it's like you know by the way we're not stopping we're continuing on our mission so you know by the time we get back to anywhere you're going it's going to be like another thousand years so wow. and then you know and then craziness ensues but tony todd man i just i love his presence and it's only course, 27 days away this convention and of course he was the uh, the candy man so let's not forget that Dun, you know, that, dun, that's a show. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, not the same Candyman. Dun, 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 yeah, there's a big difference between Sammy Davis Jr. and Tony Todd, by dun, the way. Dun, 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 uh, primarily bees, I think. The there's a lot of bees, candy. if bees? I remember right. Wasn't there a lot of... Wasn't bees one of the motifs of uh, the Candyman movie? Oh, yes. yeah, I never saw any. I'm not I'm yeah. not a horror fan, so... Neither am I yeah. anymore. I, hey, I watched uh, Phantasm so, when I was a kid. That's about it. So read, read, read from the Book of Doom. Are we ready? I was hoping for a long filibuster-like build-up to this um, with music. Sean, uh, could, could you, you know. do the intro for reading from the Book of Doom? Yes. Just, just whatever you want. I would be honored. Go for it. From the momentous caverns of the walls of Dallas or Texas or wherever they're located right now, here Good. is the one and only Bill Magano. Doing his take of doom, one sentence at a time, one day at a time. Because you know in life, sometimes we just have to sit back and realize that the overall enjoyment of science fiction has its place. And it is Bill who provides that satisfaction to, to the listeners. So Bill, please enlighten us with your stance, or stanza, or sentence from doom. Oh, delicious. Wow. Sorry, I, I couldn't help myself. No, that's I've awesome. To Bill so, I've been listening to Bill so much today. I just, I just, I got inspired to do a ramble, just I, like he does. I was doing hand motions, like more, more. This is great. Okay, so without further ado, <sighs> the concept of progress acts as a protective mechanism to shield us from the terrors of the future. Think about that. Think about that. I would like to add to that reading of Doom with a Please. fact with a fact about Mr. T. All right. This is the greatest segue I've ever heard in my life. The Mother! First, there the, is no other. And now, ladies and gentlemen, back from, from the eastern United States, wherever he lives... The great Sean Pryor, who talks about Mr. T and loves all thing um, Tony Todd and 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 stuff. Okay, my intro wasn't as good as yours. That's okay. The intro is good. It works for me. The first human alphabet consisted of only Mr. and T. Other letters eventually had to be created in order to describe things that were not, in fact, awesome. <laughs> 
I love the kids at the beginning. The Our dialogue. Stuff. Here we go. She's wearing. He's wearing Daisy Dukes. <laughs> that's really uh, kind of. Oh, that's, that's really kind of crazy. That's awful. No, I know you, you were going to soccer read, shorts or something. Can't I know Daisy Dukes. I know you were going to uh, read some Chuck Norris facts too. I have one that I'd like to read, and then you can read yours if you want. That'd be fine. Okay. Chuck Norris can kill two two stones uh, with one bird. That's a trick. <laughs> can kill two <laughs> stones with one bird. That's what it says right here. <laughs> yeah. Okay, oh, Chuck. Always. Always remember, if you can see Chuck Norris, he can see you. If you can't see Chuck Norris, you may only be seconds away from death. <laughs> Chuck Norris can eat just one Lay's potato chip. <laughs> Sean, you go. Okay, let's see here. Um, what I would tell you is, is that, um, let's see. A blind man once stepped on Chuck Norris's shoe. Chuck replied, don't you know who I am? I'm Chuck Norris. The mere mention of his name cured this man's blindness. Sadly, the first, last, and only thing this, this man ever saw was a fatal roundhouse delivered by Chuck Norris. Wow. Wow. iTunes pays Chuck Norris 99 cents every time he listens to a song. Chuck Norris is the reason why Waldo was hiding. The chief oh, expert yeah. of Chuck Norris is pain. There is no control button on Chuck Norris's computer. Chuck Norris is always in control. <laughs> Chuck Norris is currently suing NBC, claiming Law and Order are trademark names for his left and right legs. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris <laughs> destroyed the periodic table because he only recognizes the element of surprise. Wow. Chuck Mr. Norris. T, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. sorry. Mr. Uh, T never learned to read. The letters learned to accommodate Mr. Oh, letters learned to accommodate Mr. T's mind. <laughs> Chuck Norris can't believe, or Chuck Norris can believe it's not butter. Um, I would, I would like to uh, to end our uh, debate about Chuck Norris and Mr. T and Dune with the following statement before I go today. Um, Mr. T and Chuck Norris once decided to fight each other, as both p- possess infinite strength. Time and mass became a non-issue. The fight is over still going on and yet to begin all at the same time the evidence is what einstein is what gave einstein his big relativity idea while the results of the fight are impossible for anyone to comprehend let alone know two things are certain chuck norris chuck norris roundhouse kicked somebody in the face and mr t pitied a fool <laughs> and with that, gentlemen, uh, I'm, unfortunately, I must be leaving. I, I do have company here, and I've got uh, some people coming in for poker shortly, and uh, I have to uh, be the hospitable guest. It's a little bit early to start playing poker, isn't it? Yeah, but they're going to go for hours. Good for you. I'm sorry. Hosp- a, hospitable, uh, a hospitable host, not guest. I apologize. Mm-hmm. We get well, you. Well, cool. We'll poke it up. Yes, indeed. Hey, Sean. Yes, yes, Brad. Did, did you know if you Google searched Chuck Norris getting his butt kicked, you'll mm-hmm. generate zero results because that just doesn't happen. <laughs> you know Mr. T plays ping pong with a medicine ball? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck Norris knows exactly the, the exact location of Carmen San Diego. April 1st became known as April Fool's Day only after Mr. T decided it would be easier to pity a whole bunch of fools on a set <laughs> <laughs> rather than pitying a few fools each day. 
Nobody doesn't like Sarah Lee except Chuck Norris. Mr. T single-handedly canceled Friends by frowning one time. <laughs> Chuck Norris can touch MC Hammer. <laughs> wow. Mr. T shot the sheriff and a deputy. Ooh, it takes Chuck Norris 20 minutes to watch 60 Minutes. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Okay, Mr. Sean. T, Mr. T is Voltron's trainer. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, thanks for... Uh, putting up with us today pkdmedia.com check them out uh we'll put links to where you can get your book and stuff cool the the new website will be up at the end of march uh, no later than the first of april and that's not april's full april's full joke or anything we will have the website up at the end of the month uh, first of the month um dcbservice.com heroescorner.com to uh to pre-order a copy of uh, pkd media presents number one also if you missed out the first time you can also um pre-order yet again uh mercury and the murder the collected edition as well on a DCB service and heroes dcbservice.com and heroescorner.com and if you want to see the cover for pkdmediapresents.com go to heroescorner.com they have it up I'm still working out some issues with DCB service as to why the cover isn't showing up but um there you have it and gentlemen as always you guys are wonderful uh, thank you so very much take care brother thank you Sean see you later bud alright All right. take it easy y'all bye bye yeah I just went fun. to uh, I was just taking a look at heroes the, the heroes corner uh, website uh, pretty nice layout um um, yeah, down the left side, you can click on comics, uh, click on PKD Media, and then uh, cool. his two uh, collected editions are uh, there for your perusal and purchase. And like he said, uh, you know, list price on it maybe twelve bucks, and they're asking you for like you know seven. So it's pretty awesome, pretty pretty tremendous deal. Oh, um, yeah, and uh, you know, um, one of these days, um, uh, you know, like I said he'll he'll hammer out whatever minor technical glitch it is with uh, DCBS, and you'll be able to buy it from that. He should just call Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. Chuck, Chuck, I take care of it. I think Mr. T or Chuck Norris, either one of them would get results. Um, and uh, DCB service is a is a fine service, and you know we're sure it's just a uh, momentary uh, technical blunder. So no big deal. They'll fix it, and um, you know Chuck Norris will scare them into it, and uh, life will be good. Chuck Norris played Russian roulette with a fully loaded gun and won. Ooh. Wow, it's um, it's quite an accomplishment there. Maybe people out there in uh, TV land have noticed that uh, that I haven't. Uh, I haven't contributed to the uh, the Chuck Norris uh, uh, Mr. T joke series at all. Why? Chuck Not Norris even can slam a revolving door. Um, it's actually uh, I've actually what was that got a good Chuck Norris can slam a revolving door. <laughs> I've actually got a uh, very good reason why I have not participated in the uh, the the joke series. The Bermuda Triangle used to be the Bermuda Square until Chuck Norris Roundhouse kicked one of the corners off. <laughs> Chuck Norris once uh, ate an entire bottle of sleeping pills. They made him blink. <laughs> wow, that's Chuck nice. Norris can drink an entire gallon of milk in thirty-seven seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I could too after a piece of my mom's apple pie. Ooh, that's how good it is. Chuck Norris oh, and Mr. Was T walked into a bar. The bar was instantly destroyed, <laughs> as that level of awesome cannot be contained in one building. <laughs> Chuck Norris doesn't believe in Germany. Contrary to popular belief, there is indeed enough Chuck Norris to go around. That's good. James Cameron wanted Chuck Norris to play the Terminator. However, upon reflection, he realized that that would have turned his movie into a documentary <laughs> with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> okay, the the reason um, that I have not participated in the Mr. T uh, Chuck Norris joke series is because um, I'm terribly offended um, by the uh, the Chuck Norris joke series. He's he's not a tall man, and um, you know, I'm afraid he may be feeling, you know, 
he may be feeling the you know the negative effects of your. You know, I, I am and shocked and and offended and and hurt. That's what I was thinking. Now, what I have done is um, the crippled Avenger um, wrote in uh, on the uh, forum. Oh gosh, a week or two ago, and uh, he basically said that he will stop listening to the show um, unless we start uh, um, handicap jokes. Are you start serious or stop? No, he wants us to. He wants us to do handicap jokes, or he will stop listening. Hmm. So with that, sorry. Wait, wait a minute. I don't, I don't know. Hang on. It's okay. This touchy, one's okay. You no, can touchy, edit this out. I don't it's, fine. it's fine. I, I don't, I'm not sure about no, this. No, this one's. You'll you'll be all right with this. Do, what, I added on. I added this and do, I, do we know what I vetted this myself? Do we know what Lucas's handicap is? Yet? No, no, we second, don't. Uh, he said listen to his second podcast, which has already yes. come out. Just haven't listened to it. Okay. Yes. Am I going to regret? Not pulling your microphone down right now? I really don't think so. The opinions expressed by the voice are not necessarily the opinions expressed by Brad and Frank. Unless they're okay. funny. Unless it's funny. Go for it. Well, he, if he requests, this is a special request for yes. conceding to one of the listeners. Yes. This is this is a listener making a request, and this is myself fulfilling said request. If anybody has a problem with this... You hunt down the and kill I the criminal Avenger. Unlike, look, look, unlike unlike President Obama, I find nothing humorous about people with disabilities. I think they should be honored and helped in any way possible. You are like what? You what? He's the one that said it, not me. Don't don't look at me like I'm crazy. Right, Obama's wait, the wait. one that made the Special Olympics joke. I didn't find it terrible. I never amusing. heard that. What was that joke? It was, it was on Leno. Leno. What did he say? It was on Leno this last week. He it was some crack about how you know. He he made some crack about how he did something very poorly and you know thought that maybe he should be in the Special Olympics or something. I, I didn't actually see it, and yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, not uh, not that funny. This though is funny. Now now in in the the Bill the Voice tradition, uh, there's a lot of context and backstory that needs to be gotten through before we actually get to the joke. So if you guys need to put your mics down, you know, check go the take time. Don't want to do too long. <laughs> This is a uh, this is a joke that takes place in uh, in Britain, and over there, uh, their crosswalk is called a pelican crossing. So, if you people didn't know that, this joke would make very little sense to you. Kind of like uh, saying something went up the apples and pears, and you might think that's an allusion to uh, behavior that's not so nice. It's actually pretty innocent. Uh, Americans just don't have any idea what they're talking about. So, so with that, um, uh, for the crippled Avenger, my joke for you. But listen to this. <laughs> listen. A bloke is showing two young American girls around London, and they come to a pelican crossing. He presses the button, and the pedestrian signal goes, beep, 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 beep. What's that for, asked one of the girls. Oh, that's just to let the blind know the lights have changed, said the bloke. My goodness, she said, really shocked. In the States, we don't even let them drive. You don't think the crippled adventure needs a little more love than that? I was kind of hoping that, for that. Was actually, I was actually okay. That was okay. I went through a number. Thank you. No, let it, let it, let it shine. Let it shine. Like my knees. I have shiny knees. <sighs> you know, years ago I worked on... Shiny. Uh, I worked on um, uh, Walker. Okay. I did about a week of a uh, video assist on there. Okay. You mean... He's a cool guy. You mean like one of those aluminum things? Yes. That well, Walker, your, Texas your grandmother Ranger. Uses? i didn't. I didn't quantify it. Okay. It was, uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. Well, that's fun. not Chuck Norris, though. So I don't get the connection. Walker, Texas Ranger. 
Anyway, I, I thought There's that was no different. I thought that was reasonably innocent. Now, I went. I went to a. a I didn't even listen to it, honestly. Per his request. Okay. Well, then uh, one more time for Brad. I'm kidding. Okay. I'm not greedy. I honestly did not. Li- I tuned out because <laughs> I wanted to plausible deniability. I have no idea what you just <laughs> read on the air. Ask Frank. I think it was fairly innocent. I think it. Uh, I think it was fairly innocent. Okay. Yeah. It, it was very funny. It was. Okay. It was almost punny. Not there wasn't was a kinda, pun in there, it was but it kinda, was kind of yeah. You're right. It wasn't. It wasn't spilt. It wasn't uh, uh, fire milk out your nostrils. Funny. It was more like <laughs> isn't that clever? Look at those boys trying so hard. Funny. Yes, <laughs> that's it. Thank you. That's the perfect description. Managed to encapsulate uh, the uh, yeah that joke. So I feel good. Did you have something you wanted to say? Well, um, let's see. We wanted to announce the winners of our match game contest. Oh, yeah. Ooh, but good. I guess before we do that, um, well, I could. I brought this up. I thought maybe this might be entertaining. What time is it? But I have. Uh, no, it well, is like here. Oh, <laughs> that is. Oh, it's only ninety minutes. It's not that bad. Okay. Um, getting the most out of your comic books. I wanted to. Re- to this was a, a blog entry I wrote, but I thought it might be kind of. This is awesome. Can I? Can I read it? Yeah, if you want. So much. It's so funny. Okay. On Frank's on a half hour wasted the what h h w l o d dot com right yes uh, we have um, some of the members oh, was this was this Frank's blog this entry? is one yeah. Frank this I is Frank's that. blog entry so it's, for it's actually very funny I I don't have for those who don't visit our yeah. website uh, Legion of Dudes and us we all have our own blogs and you know um you know we try to be entertaining we try to give you good informative news and I always try to give advice someday if I ever blog. come up with an interesting or original idea I might do a blog entry too. Okay, it's getting the Frank's most Corner. out of your comic books. Yes, Frank's Corner, which is a clever name for those of you who speak Spanish. Yes, and it's a clever name. Rincon is corner in Spanish. Oh. Yes, getting the most out of your comic books. Written on March the 3rd at 18.17 p.m. Frank from A Half Hour Wasted here with some great tips. With economic woes getting worse and money becoming tighter, it is important to get the most out of your comic books. Here are some suggestions that have not been tested, but sound good on paper. Okay, that's always a good start. <laughs> Read your old <laughs> comics backwards. It's like you own. What? It is like you own your own personal version of the movie Memento. You know the ending, but now you get to see how the whole thing started. Read again with or without eyeglasses. Okay. <laughs> Whether you're legally blind or have eagle vision. Put on a pair of eyeglasses that don't belong to you and watch those colorful blobs come to life. Wow. You may not be able to read the book, but isn't a picture worth a thousand words? (laughs) 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 Pretty solid advice there, Frank, sir. (laughs) Incorporate ads into the story. Use your imagination and figure out a way to incorporate that ad for Slim Jims into Spider-Man's efforts to rescue Aunt May from the rhino. (laughs) It may not make a lot of sense, but it is a great way to kill an afternoon. (laughs) <laughs> and create your own game every time superman flies or johnny storm bursts into flames take a shot of tequila you may be so plastered by the end you will have to read it again to remember the ending now that is value that's that's not for you kids who are under 21 by no. the way. right yeah. hope these tips help and remember to turn out your lights when you leave a room so, mm-hmm. so either i hallucinated or you have that's your second blog because i, I wrote your uh, your dating tips uh, that's what i thought you were getting ready to get into oh no i i do i try to do it once a week so um oh really well, um here i can give you one of my dating tips if you want yes um, please 
While women love names like Sweetie and Snookums, mm-hmm. one should avoid adding any type of adjective to the front of their name, especially those that either communicate size or would be perfect to describe a car. For example, avoid names such as Big Betty, Fast Kathy, or Gas Hog Gina. <laughs> <laughs> I'll skip the second one because there's a yeah, that's not very word. good. Um, <laughs> Fast if Kathy. you're on if you're on a budget, try dating a vegetarian. Vegetarians are cheap dinner dates, and because they usually lack proper nutrients, they are most almost always too tired to do anything more than stay at home and watch TV. One drawback to dating a vegetarian is that they usually talk endlessly about how yummy tofu can be. Ugh. And it goes on. I don't care what, what Beast is Boy tofu? says. Tofu. It is soybean. Yeah, uh, it's, like it's just a, a protein uh, block. It's a block of soybean. You know what? That's that's. I think that's what uh, Star Trek food cubes are yes. made out of. Yeah, you they put a little, they drop a little food color in it. But it, uh, it's basically, if you think about protein, yeah. think about what protein looks like. If you had it holding in your hand, that's basically you know what tofu, tofu is? is. Tofu is soylent gray. <laughs> that's what tofu is. Okay, made with plankton it's from the people. seas. <laughs> no, they promised us it was made with plankton from the seas. I have some comments from the. Form to read, oh, yeah. but I'll save them for next episode. No, read it. Read them. Sure. Yeah, we're just gonna do one episode today. Yeah, let's do one episode. We, my goodness, we're already up to a minute forty. Let's start an hour forty. Let's just go. All right, let's go for four a four hour show, dude. Like uh, right. raging. Let's be the raging bullets a podcast. No, let's no, not. Wait, they are the. Raging, I love they raging, are the raging bullets. bullets I love raging bullets, <laughs> but their shows are too long for me to listen to. Uh, they so, do put those handy timestamps so you can just go to the sections you want. That's why, uh, starting from episode 116 up, at the hour mark, I will put down my microphone and walk away. Really? No, Starting at 116. Okay. <laughs> March 18th, 5.14 a.m., Demon Bearer. Hey there, I actually started listening just after the Watchmen coverage. Started listening to Half Hour Wasted also, but I'm not going to be able to work back. I'm not going to be able to work backwards myself. So I'll just stick along for the ride from now on. Great job, guys! Oh, in any event, th- in any event that you find yourself on my side of the globe, give me a holler. He's from the Philippines. Wow, oh, how cool! He started listening to LOD and then us. Hey, uh, uh, just one quick piece of advice for uh, for our man. What's his What's his uh, Demon Bear? Name? Demon Bear. Hey, Demon Bear, man, appreciate you listening. Um, my piece of advice to you is you do not need to go back and listen to all 114 episodes, though that would uh, greatly increase your chances of getting into heaven. Um, but <laughs> but I would suggest going back and listening to select episodes, because there's a lot of them that are, that are good. And, and frankly, our earlier episodes are a little shorter than the later ones. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, you could roll through a bunch of the earlier episodes. Um, I might suggest episodes. Do you have any in mind, Yeah, Bill? episodes uh, 27 and 28, <laughs> uh, 33. Uh, fifty. Uh, Who was our guest on 90. those shows? Bill. Oh, some jerk. <laughs> some dude who wasn't. Some jerk. Some dude who wasn't in the credits at that point. XXXVGXXX. That's this person's but, name hey, on the forum. Whatever you do, whatever you do, Demon Mask. Listen to episode ninety. What was ninety about? His name was Demon Bear. Demon no, Bear. Sorry, right Demon okay. Bear. Yes, go back and listen to episode 90. That was, was the Dr. That Pepper taste test. Oh, yeah, that was a good oh, one. The most sublime good, good waste one. of a half hour that was, I think, that was in the history a great of half I'm not sure how to pronounce this guy's names, but I'm going to try I'm it. serious. Vijunk. Ooh, he's uh, Croatian, I'm, apparently. Yo, I'm not Ben, or VG, as I'm known by my friends, and I have been listening to Half Hour Wasted since about episode 99, something like that. Good. LOL. 
Admittedly, I listened to the Legion of Dudes first and then listened to Half Hour Wasted after hearing Oh, them. look at that. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And been a fan ever since, so keep up the good work, both Half Hour Wasted and Legion of Dudes. Sorry I get a little lazy when writing names. <laughs> He's writing acronyms. Okay. Beep, boop, pop, pop, beep, TLA. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> I must have bumped that <laughs> thing up there. Okay, back to the uh, deal. Sorry, uh, let's see. I live in a small town in Oregon, and not many people enjoy comics. Okay. okay. That's nice. <laughs> Sage is on the potty. Sage is on the potty. In the living room. Hey, I could sing don't, my, don't, my hey, poo-poo party song. Don't ask, everybody. I could no, sing my, my poo-poo song. You gotta do what you gotta like, do. Don't ask what we're doing with a toilet in the living room, okay? Don't. It's just, you don't. People don't I could know. do that, I would. Okay. Fact, I'll take, I'm going to try tonight. I'll take a picture and post on the internet. Nice. Uh, I live in a small town in Oregon, and not many people enjoy comics or being a nerd, so I'm just about the only one, and so I'm so happy to finally be a part of, of the forums. Interests include anime and manga, music by The Doors, or any music for that matter. Nothing wrong with that. Gears of War 2 and Xbox, Li- Xbox Live. I'd like to know anybody's gamer tag that wants to be friends. Comics, graphic novels, anything otaku or nerd-related? What's O-T-A-K-U? Otaku? Let me look that I believe up. it's otaku. I've got a piece of advice for this gentleman, too. This nice, uh, this nice, this nice man, this nice listener. Uh, what's his, uh, what's his so, moniker? And before you do that, what... what Vig... Okay, well... Vig... Apparently, you have an Xbox, seeing as you're referencing Xbox Live. My advice to you, go find a Best Buy, a Fry's, uh, whatever electronics and music and DVD clearinghouse you've got out there. Go buy HD DVDs. They're, they're high def, they work in your Xbox 360, and they cost about five bucks because they don't make them anymore because yep. HD DVD is dead. So go stock up right now on every HD DVD title you can and pay less for an HD DVD than most people pay for a regular DVD, which is clearly substandard. So that's my piece of advice to you, good sir. Oh, uh, good hunting. Uh, Otaco is 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 how an Italian orders that's my a taco. Favorite. Yeah, I about to say that's my favorite kind of taco. Is an otaco. <laughs> what was what was the uh, what was his it's what actually was that an, word again, Brad? An otaco is actually a burrito. <laughs> Most people have made that connection. Or a burro. It's very simple. O t a k u. Frank, why are you still typing? A Japanese term that referred to people who are who have with obsessive interest, particularly in anime, manga, and video games. Hmm. Ah, so he's like an American otaku, huh? Oh, okay. It's kind of like being an American Yakuza, only without the game. You know what an American version of a taco is, don't you? Sandwich. Hey. You ever heard of a Minnesota taco? Mm-mm. No, it's a go check. Garrison Keillor described it once uh, many years ago, and I don't remember it, but it has something to do with white bread and, I think, tuna fish. That's so called a tuna fish sandwich. Mm-hmm. Well, it was funnier than that, apparently. That's called gross. No, it's what not. tuna fish? Sandwich? It didn't. It didn't sound like good. No, Minnesota tacos sound like a bad idea. On Be- the episode one fourteen talkback thread, Gardner is God posted and he says, "This is my first episode of half hour wasted." I know, I know. People have been telling me forever to listen to the show. Well, good. And I met Brad and Frank at three hundred. Love the captain hat, Frank. Thank you. Well, I was off comic podcast for a while, but now that I'm back, I decided to try it out, and I love it. I'm only about 45 minutes in, and I didn't want to get out of the car because I wanted to finish the show. Oh, fantastic. Great job, guys. Can't wait for more. Sorry about the rambling. Then he posted over on the Who Are You thread. It says, hi, my name's TJ. Just started listening to the show with Pink Ray Gun episode, and I think it's fantastic. I've been looking for another home on these forums besides my own forum uh, because people seem to be getting a little uptight on some of the other boards. And Harold recommended the show a long time ago. Hope you'll have me. Harold More about me. Jettet. Harold? There you go. Harold Jettet. a chestnut. Uh, more about me. I'm a huge DC fan. I love continuity. My favorite character is the demon, but only if he rhymes like he's supposed to. 
I am cool. a Kirby and Grant Morrison nut job as yes. well. Yes. My favorite comic ever is Watchmen. Sorry, Brad. And I read it at least once a year. Wow. I'm the co-host of two podcasts. One is an observational comedy show that talks a lot of geek culture called the F-Bomb Cast. Let me write that down so I don't forget it in our notes. F-Bomb Cast. F-bomb I'm interested. Cast. Okay. Uh, F-BombCast.Libson.com. And the other is a current events political show called Right the Right to Rant. Right Both to can be found <laughs> on iTunes under the F Bomb Cast or at F com. Sorry for the plug, and if that's not cool, please delete. Anything else you want to know? F Bomb Plug away, my friend. F Bombcast.lucent.com. Libsyn. Libsyn? Okay. <laughs> Libsyn. Libsyn. Well, I'm sorry, Lucent is like the phone company or mm-hmm. whatever these days. And then there was a comment That's cool. I'm gonna check that out, brother. There was a comment down here from uh, I wonder if they're as long as ours are. Oh, yeah. And then also posted on the episode 113 thread. says, hey, just listening to episode 113, notice you guys talking about how far advanced Japan is from us in technology. And I wanted to say it's true. I was over there summer of 08, and it's crazy how far ahead Japan really is. They have a little cell phone jammer that can jam any cell phone signal and drop your service down to zero. It's pretty funny watching people on the subway in Japan when they're set off. People are hitting their cell phones. It's hilarious. Too bad you can't bring them over here. They would work great for movie theaters. Mm. Plus, they do have phasers. I watched as an old Japanese man got turned into dust. It was terrible. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I had no idea. They actually have Star Trek phasers That's in Japan. Sweet. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Uh, by the way, we, we mentioned Harold Jennett and Wayne Cordova. Well, we should wait, uh, in, uh, talk about Wayne Cordova and uh, and Mime Comics. Yes, yes. Oh, God, yes. <laughs> they're, they're slowly going. You know, there, there's so many friends of the show. We just need to remember to, to, to pimp these guys. But, uh, the great radio Wayne Cordova and Harold Jennett. Jennett. Did I mention Cheapo Comics uh, last No, time? you didn't. And that's you, a... You mentioned it off air, which doesn't help if you're trying to get okay, the message well, Cheapo, across. Okay, well, Cheapo, let me find. Can you look up CheapoComics.com? Right uh, Wayne Cordova, uh, writer of Mimes, uh, has is trying to get rid of his backlog of comic books. Yeah, okay, trying to you know trying to figure out some way to do it. So he set up a website, yes. and I got it. CheapoComics.com. Read what it says about um, CheapoComics.com. Larry, let's see. You like, know what? It came up as a su- suspicious website. How weird is that? Did it really? <laughs> yeah. It worked early. It worked fine earlier because I bought a grab bag. It's got $5 grab bags. Um, some of them are, are themed. <laughs> like you can buy a Spider-Man grab bag. You can buy a, oh, okay. I was wondering. an X-Men grab bag. Excellent. But when he saw my name come in, he he, hand, he handpicked a few books and he all he not bagged and boarded. He just put them in a manila envelope and sent them media mail. Nice. So, and he only made like $2.50 off of the... And he sent me like, wow. like six, seven, eight, twelve comics maybe. Jeez. Every cheapo comic grab bag includes at least eight to ten random comic books for only $5, including shipping. Uh, click on the icon to buy some cheapo comics. It's that simple. That's kind of like diving into a dollar bin or 50 cent bin. Yep. So I sent him five bucks. He sent me... I think he sent me ten or eleven... Okay. Or 12 comics, even. And a Darth Vader sketch. So okay. so this kind of brings in just a little bit about collecting. And I guess, did he reach a point to where maybe his collection isn't as important as it used to be? or I'm, I really didn't ask him about it. I mean, um, I I think he he has posted on the, um, the forum about why he's doing it, but I can't remember the specifics. I just think it's come to the point where he's, you know, he realizes 
that it's time to get rid of some things that he doesn't necessarily need anymore. I've come to that point too. I know. mean, for me, I just you know, I, it's not necessarily that I, I need to have every comic I've ever bought. It'd be nice, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm a bit of a uh, uh, collector. I like to have my library of things. Um, so that's kind of I, a, I do have I'm my library of, of books. Me. I, I do like, but for the most part, yeah, if I'm done with something, I mean, I, I sold my uh, well. Right now, I'm in the middle of selling my Booster Gold Run. Okay. Uh, one through thirteen. Um, you know, I'm probably going to sell my action. I, I sell my comic books quite a bit. Was on action? Are you talking about the Superman, the Brainiac, all that yeah. stuff? Okay, talk to me before hey, you come okay. up on eBay. I would like to uh, to shill a few things while we're thinking about it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, issues one through fifty-two of fifty-two. I've got a whole complete. Wait, set. say that again. All the a whole set of fifty-two. Oh, 52. Okay. Somebody wants that. Make me How a much? deal. I don't know. Make me a deal. Make you a deal. Um, four trades of fifty-two. I've got those also. You want those? Wow. Make me a deal. Yeah. You, you got the trades also. Obviously. <laughs> that yeah, was a leading question. Well, when when, you, when you say it, when you say it out loud, it's like, huh? Wait a minute. Kind of. Right. I did kind of buy it twice, didn't I? I think I bought all of the all of fifty-two, and why I bought the trades, I think I wanted to try reading it again but i was going to read it in trade form just to okay. try to make have it make more sense and stuff nothing wrong with that Help it didn't work for me okay um you know what hold off on the 52 thing because i'm now i'm not sure if i i know i have all four trades of 52 if you okay. want four trades of 52 contact me <laughs> if you want I, I need to check on the issues maybe At it's brado comics you know what okay this is what the deal is i did purchase at the start two copies of 52 at the beginning, because mm-hmm. my intention was to keep all 52 issues and then have a set that I could sell. Mm-hmm. Well, when I realized oh, I that, remember the, that. That, yeah. the, that the story wasn't working for me, I just continued to buy one issue. So I ah. do have a complete set of 52. Mm-hmm. If you want a whole run of 52 comics, make me a deal. Contact me. <laughs> so uh, anything else? Not, not off the top of my head. Okay. I'd just like to say, um, yeah, as, as far as I'm concerned, um, I've got... Um, Got a whole boatload of cats, and so if anybody needs a cat out there, he was laying right down here next to the power strip. Yeah, he doesn't mind. I almost mm-hmm. reached in his mouth, grabbed his tongue, and put it in the electrical socket. I would have paid money to see that happen. That would have um, he would have been even fluffier than he already is at that point. I think we should wrap this show up and order pizza. Fantastic. Um, okay, let's do the uh, winners here. Really fast. Ashley is bored stiff. This is the only thing that's going through Ashley's mind You're right now. You're a good kid, Ashley. Boring. So we've had we had thousands of entries, and that is an exaggeration yes. for the uh, for the match yes. game show we did a while back. Yes. We put out the question, uh, fill in this blank. Spider-Man bumped into Daredevil and said, hey, buddy, watch where you're pointing that blank. So out of, the, uh, uh, out of all the possible entries, which were two, uh, here are the two answers that, that came up with. This one is from Humberto Montoya. It's Humberto oh. Montoya. Uh, Did he kill your father? Uh, he said, hey, buddy, watch where you're pointing that nunchuck. Nunchuck. Good, good, good. Okay. Then we had uh, Andro Petitello. Uh, he hey, wrote, it's Andro Petitello. <laughs> hey. He wrote in, watch where you're pointing that Brian Michael Bendis. Yay! That's the winner in my book. I, but I think since we had two entries, we can probably... I think, guys, you both win. Send us your sale mail, and I'll throw in some trades uh, that are in our prize closet, and you'll just get some surprises in the mail because you are both winners. 
Good. On a half hour wasted. Yay. Yay. You want to talk about our new contest? Yeah. Yes, please do. This was something I just came up with um, for for our new contest, and we will announce the winner on episode uh, 120. 120. Um, we want you to send in a photo of you wasting time. Excellent. Be creative. Have fun. We'll post it on the forum, and I'm sure we'll put it on our website. We'll probably start a little area where you can... Uh, post the pictures of you wasting time. Okay, so just I a, need a picture of you. <laughs> just a photo of how you waste time. It's, like it's right a half now. hour wasted. This cat is laying on top of one of my trade paperbacks. <laughs> Get the know. cat off of my trade paperback <laughs> right now. Happening. Get off of my trade. That's Mr. Tumbus. You know what? Oh, Mr. Tumbus. Maybe you can mind. keep that trade now. Okay. I just uh, that's a deal. Baby. So Humberto and Andrew, thank you so much. I didn't get Tumbus to put his little cat booty. I'm looking forward things. to the pictures. I might be able yeah. to uh, score me a nice uh, mixer. So email that to halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Just a picture of you wasting time. Have fun. Be creative. But we are family friendly. So if we don't find it appropriate, it's out. Hmm. Um, you know, well, it's nice. out to Frank's personal collection. <laughs> it just won't see <laughs> the internet. Think of it this way. Uh, something you wouldn't mind mm-hmm. showing your mom or dad. Yeah. So. Yeah. But if you have any pictures of girlfriends, uh, Frank told me in confidence before the show started, he'd like you to email those straight to him. So Straight to me. Frank at halfhourwasted.com. Just send those straight to me. <laughs> anyway, I'm writing to these guys telling them, hey, they're winners. Good. Nice. Uh, but anyway, so send a picture of us of you wasting your time at halfhourwasted.com. We'll announce the winner on Half Hour Wasted. Ashley, uh, what phone number can people call? Which episode was that, Frank? Uh, 120. 120. Are That's they right. winning something? Uh, they'll win trades. Nice. Everybody, I got bad news. We've been canceled. Oh, oh no. I still had that thing open, <laughs> and I must have hit a button. There's see the glowing blue buttons Indeed. on the top of the. Are those touch buttons or something? They are, and it I sure touch buttons. And I accidentally. Wow, hit what's one. it like having a new computer? It's not new. Um, Ashley, what phone number can people call to send us or leave us a voicemail? Nine seven two seven nine eight three eight three zero. It's not an O. It's a zero. And Dan from San Ann, you've been slacking off. I haven't get, been getting them weekly from you, so what's the deal? Are you alive? Are you okay, Dan? I hope you're okay. We may have to contact you or the lovely Dan's Mrs. Dan's all good. He's good. He just realized that there's no point in calling in because y'all don't like him. No, we're saving him no, up for, man. for Danapalooza Part 2. <laughs> and if right? Dan wants to call in, maybe we'll listen to him. We'll, we'll even talk to him. Maybe. Heck, we should call him on air one of these days. One yeah, of these days, say hi. Oh, uh, on, you know, Star Trek's coming up. This is just kind of, yeah. I know we're getting ready to come yes. up. We're, we're planning to do a live call-in show. Yes, The absolutely. Saturday that comes out, just put that in your hat. We'll talk about it more details in other shows. Yes, thank like you. Yeah. And we're also planning a call-in show for uh, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven when that comes out. Yeah, when so. Episode yeah, Seven hits yeah. theaters, we're yeah. all over the call-in so, show. Absolutely, that. man. That's do, what I'm looking forward do to. Do we know uh, when, when uh, Star Trek, Star Trek in May, opens? In May. We got May time. 11th. Ish I'm somewhere gonna, around in there. I've still got a minute of closing music, so okay. I'm gonna find okay. that Hurry, real quick. Hang on, it's a race. Those uh, those teasers get better and better. By the way, every trailer I see makes me want to see it more and more. So, any luck? And it's loading. Frank's typing an awful lot. Seeing as he only needs to go to IMDb, he's uh, typing an awful. Actually, I'm sending I'm sending an email to our winners. Right now. Okay. May the eighth, which May means so which May the means that May the ninth or tenth. We'd like to do ninth Saturday, Saturday or Sunday. Saturday whatever, whatever works probably. With oh, okay, your, with I, your I have no idea. I, I don't think that we've got any any 
theatrical presentations or maybe we know, should shoot for Sunday people. because that that give way, people more time to see it. Two days to see it. Yeah, yeah. just uh, there's probably going to be a lot of people who will need to wait till Saturday to see it for okay, whatever their fair. personal reasons. That's are. fair. And, and that's yeah. a great point. So um, May the tenth, the weekend of. Excellent. May the tenth is is Sunday. So right Good. now, Good. We'll, it'll, we're going to shoot for Saturday the ninth or Sunday the tenth. Probably the tenth because of the you know want to give people a chance but yeah that's going to be awesome very yes. much looking forward to that yes okay that's it better be good it. because if we hate it it's going to be a <laughs> it's going to be a down show wow. we just ran out of closing music so no, i guess but, we can't it was was it a one-time play i guess we can never play it no again. i could play it again but yeah it's one of those dvds that you can play once for <laughs> and then it like dissolves Divics. on you <laughs> have you heard about dorks those? Yeah. yeah, that's kind of a cool concept. Yeah. yeah, it's only supposed to play like for two, like three it's, days or something. Yeah, once you open for, it up, yeah. you have it for three days, and then after that, it oh, just no. once it, it oxidizes to air or something. Or something. Like that. Yeah, exactly. that's real. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's real. Actually, that's a real thing. Yeah, that's weird. Well, that way you don't have to worry about returning it, and you just throw it away. Yeah, they manufacture them real, a lot cheaper. Like they're not cheap to burn a DVD in the first place. Right. But, um, yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah. All right. So who's gonna say it? Thank you, Limp Biscuit. <laughs>